Hey guys, we've got uh, the Fancy D Gents back for another year. Welcome to the first episode of 2021. Today's January 2nd, 2021. We've got DJ Milo here along with my good pal DJ Matt. How you doing today, buddy? I'm doing pretty well. I'd be doing a lot better if I had won a fantasy championship this year, but uh, to, I mean, that, that sucks for me. It's the first year, first year I have not won a fantasy championship in NFL or otherwise uh, since I started playing fantasy sports. And that was back in 2012. So this is a, a tough year for me. Get into 2020 and uh, bring on 2021. I'm ready to get back in the driver's seat and uh, win some more championships this year, buddy. You know, same. And this is the first time that I haven't won a fantasy football championship ever. First year. Um, at least I made the playoffs in uh, what was I saying? F- four of my five solo leagues, which was uh, which was nice. Um, made the finals and won first round elimination in two. Actually, funny story in um, uh, I can't, I can't remember what league it was. Actually, it, it was it was our listener league. I didn't realize that I had made the uh, it was the semifinals. I thought I was a first week knockout. Yeah. Until I checked it on uh, a Wednesday night. And saw, holy crap! I made the finals or made the semis, and yeah, um, yeah that so um, that that was that was a nice surprise. Um, yeah. Although it didn't quite end the way we oh. wanted it to, and now our wallets are a little bit lighter. Yeah, uh, because what a of it. Brutal beat for you. Oh, that was that was a range of emotions because you were up by a significant amount on Sunday night after a massive performance. Mm-hmm. By Devontae Adams. Massive and, game of Devontae Adams. And then Stefan Diggs was like, hey, I see, I saw what you did, Devontae Adams. I'm going to win some people championships this week. Both him and Josh Allen won so many championships oh, yeah. for people this weekend. It, oh, it was crazy. What did so, Diggs put up? So 40, 43? I was, yeah, I was up by 30 points going into Monday night. Um, or just under 30 points going into Monday night football. I had Jacoby Myers going. Um, I ended up playing Myers over Cam Sims, which I, I mean, it was the it wasn't the right decision, but it didn't matter anyway. <laughs> no, it didn't matter. <laughs> the only the only uh, play I could have done that would have won me the championship was to play Curtis Samuel over both of them, and I was so close to doing it, but um, I, in the end, it, it didn't make sense to play Curtis Samuel. So no, as was winning by just under thirty points going into Monday Night Football, feeling super good, right? I'm like, okay, Jacoby Myers, I had going Monday night against Stephon Diggs, and I'm thinking, okay, you know what, the Patriots D, they're they're still good. Um, uh, Devin McCourty, uh, of course, was out, um, which was a little bit um, was I don't uh, one of the McCourties was um, was out anyway. I think it was um, Devin, yeah. Yes, yeah, it was either Devin or Jason. There's only two of them. <laughs> I, I can't tell because they look the exact same. <laughs> True. Um, so uh, yeah, I was actually I was feeling really good, and um, I, I I guess uh, I I do regret a little bit of trash talk I was doing uh, Sunday night after well, uh, you know what? Adams' big game. Um, that, so maybe I had this loss coming, but um, who I, I knew thought that about that spawned... too. I thought yeah. about that too. I was like, oh man, he's he's getting real cocky right now, but. You were up by a significant margin, and you know I felt like rather than telling you to like tone it down, I'd just jump on the bandwagon with you, go all in, and it uh, it blew up in our faces, unfortunately. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The the D gents went all in on 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 that 
um, trash talk. We felt yeah. we felt wait we felt way too good going into Monday night. But who yeah. wouldn't? You're up by thirty, and you've got Myers against Diggs. Yeah, and I don't and- know how many times Cam uh, threw the ball over Myers' head or threw the ball five feet short of him into the freaking ground. Uh, no, Stidham did the exact same thing when Stidham came in, and mm-hmm. it was just it was sad. Um, although even if he caught those, I think it was four targets that that were just not even anywhere close to him. Even if he did catch those for the yards that it would have been, no, wouldn't, nah, wouldn't, wouldn't have made, made a difference. difference no. So uh, Stephon Diggs was the, um, Stephon Diggs was the uh, fancy playoff MVP in the fancy DGENS listener league, uh, quickly dethroning Devontae Adams after I had prematurely called Devontae Adams, the finals MVP. That's true. That's true. Um, yeah, I, I also noticed that you had played Cole Komet in that game and you dropped Irv Smith. And I, I took a look at Big Irv and his game. That would have gotten you the championship too, but it yeah. is what it is, buddy. We, we won't uh, we won't we talk about that. We I, won't I, reminisce I felt, on the mistakes well, of the past. And, and I'll, I'll give you my rationale for that. Um, the Jaguars give up a lot of touchdowns to tight ends. Um, mm-hmm. They had given up uh, touchdowns to eight different tight ends, and they did give up a touchdown in that game. It just happened to not be Komet that got the Bears touchdown in it that happened game. Happened to be Jimmy Grandpa, who uh, yeah is still kicking. Uh, I don't know for how long this might be his last season, but it uh, well, hey, he actually didn't have a bad season. No, but, he uh, didn't. I do. But uh, for for all you dynasty folks out there, I, I'm really liking Cole Komet. If you can get out and if you can make a trade for him. Yeah. do it i'm liking him uh, i actually had a conversation with a buddy in our diocese league joey and he was saying the exact same thing about it i said yeah oh for sure i'd love to, i'd love to go for command i don't think i can afford him no uh in in dynasty but another one that uh, another guy that you might be able to look into is uh troutman of the saints uh, i think cook's done cook is done there so um yeah i troutman, like troutman he going had forward he had a yeah, he had a great season, and I'm I'm liking I'm liking Trevor going forward. You probably get him on the cheap as a tight end in your dynasty leagues. Yeah, I don't see him having his breakout year next year. It's probably going to be the year after. He's going to get involved and probably produce solidly for uh, fantasy tight ends. But I think that uh, his third year will be his breakout year. Well, and we've had this, a conversation a few episodes ago about um, Mike Kosicki, right? He, actually, maybe it wasn't a few episodes ago. It was probably closer to the beginning of the season. Yeah, I was, was going to say it was um, early in the season. <laughs> yeah, this season just flew by. I can't believe the freaking fantasy football season is already over. It's kind of sad, you know? Um, at least we, we have the NHL starting up and um, NBA is well underway. Uh, so that's 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 nice anyway. But um, uh, yeah, it usually takes tight ends uh, a few years to really get going. Uh, like I mean, we saw we saw the same with uh, Travis Kelsey even when he came to the league and George Kittle when they came to the league didn't yep. they didn't do anything in their first two years? Not much, so, at least not not, yeah, not the not, not the production that they're doing today. That's for sure. No, no, not at all. So yeah, I mean, that's yeah. Look look for Troutman, look for Komet in your dice leagues if you can. Um, anyway, what's uh, I think we have an agenda that we're gonna follow. Uh, yeah, Matt, take take us through it. I just wanted to shout out some of the other uh, winners of the leagues that we play in. Uh, ones that we run actually. Uh, so we, we play in an Apennine football league with uh, some of our buddies. And this was actually the first league that both of us joined and got us into fantasy football. Uh, I won it last year. Unfortunately did not have the season that I was hoping for this year. I had a very rough start to the season and ended up tanking for a better draft pick because it is a keeper league. I ended up getting quite a few picks. So I'm looking forward to next year in that league, but uh, shout out to Tim Rowe for winning 
against his son Brendan in that league. These two uh, were playing well all season. Uh, Tim was nine and four on the season. I believe Brendan was ten and three, and they uh, they both made the finals. And it was a uh, it was a big uh, a big win for Tim. Brendan uh, had a bit of a dead week and at the worst possible time. Yeah, and I think that's Tim's first uh, fantasy championship, right? Uh, first one okay. since you've been in the league. He won the okay. the league the first year that I played in it, and you joined the yeah. next year. I joined the next year, and then I won back-to-back my first two years in that league, back-to-back. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Cuck. Yeah, um, I came in. I came in. Then I got cocky. Changed my team name to Three Pete. Going for the Three Pete, and, and I haven't didn't make playoffs. Yeah, so. <laughs> haven't won since. <laughs> yes, yeah, so yeah. Big shout to Tim Rowe there. Um, I'll give a shout out to our no no loyalty dynasty fantasy league. Um, you can actually see the. Um, you guys can't see, but uh, you can see the trophy in in Max backdrop there. Uh, Matt was the uh, winner of the 2019. Um, fantasy no no loyalty fantasy football league and, and 2020. Uh, or and 20, 20, no, no, 2018, 2018 and 2019. Yeah. No, so Matt is shit. <laughs> Matt didn't even make the playoffs. I did. Yes, I did. Oh, did you? I was oh. second in the league. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Matt was, a, Matt, was, Matt was a first round knockout in the playoffs. Yeah. Oh, that was so dumb, too. <laughs> I'm, I'm pissed at myself I, because of. I think I'd rather, I'd rather miss the playoffs than be a first round knockout because at least you'll get a higher draft pick if you miss the playoffs. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> Is what it is. I still get yeah, so a, a decent enough draft pick, but whatever. Oh yeah. So uh, shout matter. out to. I don't just... have any picks in that league anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> True. Speaking of not having any picks, the uh, champion of uh, the Dynasty Fantasy League here was uh, Joey Kenny, finishing the season at uh, seven and six as the sixth seed, uh, comes in and wins the league, um, beating the season championship and points leader by I think he won the league in total points by over two hundred points. Yeah. Um, Macalindo, yeah, beating Macalindo for that. Uh, so Joey, congratulations there. He I has no say, picks, he has no oh, picks up until 2025. Yeah, it's it's insane how much he's sold out for his team. I will say he's got a great team, and his team he does underachieved so hard this year. <laughs> in fact, in fact his, his team name is the underachievers. So he was seven and six, but I think he was top three in scoring uh, this year. So I'm expecting him to have a good team for a couple of years now. Oh, oh, for sure. And, and even heading into this year, we, we kind of figured it would be between uh, Matt Galindo, uh, Matt Rogers, and Joey um, for, for the for the league. And yeah, Matt and Galindo ended up finishing one-two in the league. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, Joe, Joey has the sixth seed squeezed in. Um, I, I I tried to sell out uh, in the league there to go for it all, but uh, injuries plagued me. I ended up losing my quarterback, and mm-hmm. yeah, that was tough. But wasn't, uh, wasn't I, I don't I don't have a first round pick. I think I have a second, but we'll see. We'll see what kind of moves I can make. Yeah, I I don't have a first round pick either in that league. I, unfortunately, I did draft Jalen Hurts late in the rookie draft last year, which was yeah, awesome. So, was um, I'm not going to make the same mistake I did with Lamar Jackson and trading him for a second round pick <laughs> uh, after his uh, rookie year. Um, but uh, yeah, well, Jalen Hurts, I'll hang on to him for a little if bit. If you're uh, going by that trend, I mean, he's going to have an MVP season next year. So obviously, you shouldn't get rid of him. <laughs> no, I'm keeping Hurts. Yeah, good uh, good on you. So now that it's 2021 and we're in a new year, uh, I want to ask you if you have any fantasy resolutions for this year. 
Well, well, before we start with fantasy res- resolutions, we should give congratulations to the winner of the fantasy DGENS Listener League, uh, Talon Farmer. Um, beating... Did we not mention his name when we, we were talking? We did not about... mention his name when we were talking about it. <laughs> we just we talked right about into your... the other leagues. Yeah. Oh, we went, no, we talked about your loss for so long. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, this guy, uh, Titty Farmer, oh, as he is on Sleeper <laughs> App, uh, he, he beat me in the finals and yeah. he won. So, uh, big old 200 bucks for. Uh, uh, for Talon there, and uh, we we know he listens to the show, so congratulations, Talon! You beat me. You're better than me this year. I'm uh, for sure gonna get a message from him later, being like, "You guys didn't even talk about me at first, you cocks." <laughs> <laughs> Guaranteed. Uh, oops. Hey, I got you, Talon. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Thanks for that catch, Miles. So <laughs> now that we've shouted him out, what are your fantasy resolutions, buddy? Well. Uh, I think the most obvious one is to uh, is to is to win all my leagues in 2021. Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> no, Maybe but all, in all yeah. in all seriousness, though, um, I I want to I I want to be a little bit more involved on the um, on on the, uh, on the on the trading. Um, I did that's something I didn't do a whole lot of this year, and I I'm, I I don't I don't want to say I think I suffered from it, but I think I could have done better. Uh, making mm-hmm. a few extra moves, um, especially in the redraft leagues. I didn't do any trading in any redraft league that Ooh, uh, that yeah. I'm in. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I, I still managed to make the playoffs in them all, but that's about all I did in the, in the two redraft leagues that I made the playoffs in there, uh, solo anyway. Um, I was eliminated in the first round. And yeah. that's so, and I, I think that's due to the just lack of trading. Um, I, I, I guess I got a little bit too caught up in the keeper dice leagues where we're trading for draft picks. It's a little bit easier to trade in, in uh keeper dice leagues when draft picks are involved. And um, yeah, so I, that's, that's going to be my fantasy uh, resolution for 2021. That's a good one. Uh, for me, it's, I got two of them. Uh, I, I want to play in less leagues this or next year. Uh, I played in seven leagues this year and I found uh, between, between that and uh, working this year, because the past two seasons I have been uh, in school and I've had a bit more time to do research, I found myself uh, just not been able to concentrate on uh, any of my leagues individually the way that I should be able to and kind of just going along with the flow of what I think should be happening in each league kind of thing rather than analyzing uh, my specific needs in each league. Uh, just doing like general pickups kind of thing when it comes to waivers, uh, trying to get the same guy in every league kind of thing. Uh, so I want to try and focus more on uh, a select few leagues rather than getting in as many leagues as I can and hoping for the best. Uh, you know, I, I, I understand where you're coming from there. Um, I, I can't relate entirely, um, but uh, I, I do I, I totally understand where you're coming from. See, my my whole strategy going in, especially with multiple leagues, is to spread it out and to have different players on each of these teams. So, well, uh, that hoping... was that was my next resolution. Actually, was to oh. not go all in on certain players because this year I found well, past two years actually, and last year it did work out for me. I won three championships last year uh, by going in on certain players in each league. Uh, shout out Aaron Jones for his breakout season in 2019 because uh, I had him in all four leagues and he was a, a key reason that I won all four of those leagues. But I want to spread out my uh, players a bit more. This year I went in all in on probably four top guys, uh, Josh Jacobs, Miles Sanders, DJ Moore, and DJ Chark. And uh, they all had 
they all kind of struggled uh, beginning of the season, uh, were not as consistent as I wanted them to be. And I, I was projecting breakouts when I should have been sticking to what has worked uh, previously in uh, the, these leagues. So that's another resolution for me is to spread out the, the players that I uh, have in each league. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I agree with that one there, Matt. And um, uh, that's something that I was able to do this year. If you take a look at any of my teams, there, I don't think I have any of my starters anyway. I don't mm-hmm. think I have anyone who repeats in my starters. Uh, that's just so I could spread it out. There might be one or two players, but yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and and yeah, so it, yeah, it's le- hey, lessons learned, right? That's what uh, resolutions are for. We learned, uh, we learned based on the previous year. And uh, we, we all know 2020 was rough for everybody. And it was it was a tough season, um, especially affected by COVID. And it made it tough for fantasy football. But you also have to remember, uh, Patrick, that uh, everybody had the same disadvantage <laughs> here. So I don't know, for anyone who's followed our Twitter page, um, yesterday, no, not yesterday, New Year's Eve on the 31st, we, post, we posted a... Um, a message that we got from one of the commissioners or from the from uh, a commissioner of one of the leagues that we're in on Yahoo. And I'll, I'll read it to you. I, I, I I'll, I'll read it to you here. Okay. The subject here is season end. Uh, so Patrick says in light of all the issues, issues with COVID this year, I don't know if you meant to put issues twice, but uh, in light of all the issues, issues with COVID this year, all the hardships people have had. And the fact that Dave and Balloway were the winners, I think it's only fair that everyone gets their entry feedback. What do you guys think? Majority will win here. Yeah. So don't be that guy. Um, we tweeted that out uh, on on Thursday, and a lot of people. Asked, well, we actually, and we also asked, "What do we say to Patrick?" And a lot of people were not happy with Patrick. <laughs> Patrick got a lot of hate on Twitter. <laughs> Let's Patrick just got a lot that. of hate. Uh, we loved every we loved every single part of it. <laughs> it see, Pat's my cousin, and it could have easily been a troll job just to troll the two that won. But he's made some changes to this league in the past that makes me think it wasn't a troll job. Uh, the one year he lost in the finals because his kicker didn't kick the extra point. Uh, Philly's kicker actually it was the year that they uh, had made playoffs as. Uh, the number one seed and they, they it was in overtime and they didn't need to kick the extra point but i ended up beating him in that championship uh by less than a point and if his kicker had kicked the extra point he would have won so he took away kickers after that uh the uh, another year he took away tight ends because he felt like they were irrelevant so he put a wide receiver tight end slot instead and that and he's this just is a zero it's a zero tight end league it's a zero tight end like you could play tight ends and flex spots, but that's the only place that you can play them. So it almost makes tight ends irrelevant. You get like the top, whatever, five, six guys who are on teams and then the rest of them are out there in free agency because they're not scoring as much as the wide receivers and running backs. Um, so, yeah, I I mean, I, I hope he was kidding, but I don't think that he was. <laughs> no, just and and that's that's our rationale there. I know there there were some uh, some comments on our tweet saying like, well, maybe he was joking or need some context on Dave and Balloway. Um, Dave yeah. and Balloway, neither of them have won any cash at all in this league, which is, I guess, why he brings that up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, like like Matt was saying, just the the history, Patrick's history uh, on this questionable decisions, even in the middle of the season, adding extra bench spots. 
That's right. Uh, without that's right. without most of the league even noticing. I didn't notice until week ten that we yeah and you that it, what, we were given week, week five or six. Like yeah, no, I didn't notice either. All of a sudden, I'm playing. I'm playing someone. I'm looking at the matchup there. I'm like, what the hell? Why does he have so many guys on his bench? I only have two guys on my bench, <laughs> and this guy's got like six. What's going on here? <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, yeah. So so that that yeah. That leads us to believe that maybe Patrick w- wasn't joking here, uh, but uh, we hope he was. And I'll give him the benefit of the doubt for now. <laughs> but for now, <laughs> until yes. until the votes come in. <laughs> yes, exactly. So uh, and I don't know. I, I'm I, I'm I'm like I'm based on principle here. Like I'm not going. To, I, I didn't vote on this. Um, if it comes down to it, I'm going to vote for let the guys keep their money. Yeah. Um, but even though, even though I would love to have my money back, but, <laughs> but no, it's these guys bucks. won. I'm not going to yeah, exactly. stress over 20 bucks. These guys won fair and square. So yeah, uh, they won fair and square in a, in a, in a, in a year where everyone was affected by yeah. COVID, not, not just him, but uh, he, he, Pat, Pat did finish, uh, was it eight of a eight, either sixth or eighth uh, anyway. He was, he was knocked out first round, I believe. And yeah. I think he was like fourth on the season. And I I I'd replied to someone on Twitter there. I think it was either sixth or eighth that he finished on the season. Okay. Um, yeah, but uh, anyway, that's that, that's one of the leagues that we were in there, and um, perhaps we won't be back next year. Uh, we'll see. It is a kind of a joke league. I, I I mean I don't mean a whole lot of offense to the people in it, um, but I mean some offense because it's just. There's some guys in that league who just do not pay attention at all. And no, they don't exactly. I mean, it's it's a it's a 14 team super flex league, and quarterbacks are just even for a super flex league go way too early. You've got people taking quarterbacks in the first and second round, and if if you're you'll have like half your quarterbacks in the first and second round. You know exactly. So if if you're on the wheel, if if you're picking uh, last, if you're the 14th pick you don't want to pick a quarterback at 14 or 15. You want to take your running back and receiver. But then by the time it gets back to you in the end of the third round, there's no quarterbacks left for you. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it's, it's tough. Um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Anyways, let's get into some news and notes, buddy. Uh, Sounds let's, good. We'll, we'll talk about all the players that are out doubtful and questionable this week. Um, there's a lot of out players this week because it is the last week of the season. Player or teams who aren't in the playoff hunt or who have a secured spot are probably going to rest some of their starters, get them that uh, extra week of repair before playoffs comes. Uh, and starting with Alvin Kamara of the Saints. Now, this one, he was going to play, but he is on the COVID-19 list, uh, as well as Latavius Murray. Actually, the whole Saints running back room is in this COVID-19 protocol. Uh, so it's going to be interesting uh, for New Orleans facing the Panthers this weekend, uh, what they're going to do. Uh, they're obviously going to have to throw the ball a lot, but you got uh, Mike Thomas injured as well. He's was put on IR last week. So it's, uh, I don't know if Michael Thomas is actually injured or if he just doesn't like Drew Brees anymore because of <laughs> Drew Brees' offseason comments. I don't think they played a single game together this year. <laughs> they played like three, I think. <laughs> that's about it. Yeah. Three out of the sixteen, so that's good. And and Michael Thomas still doesn't have a touchdown on the season. Gross. So that's yeah. number one overall receiver, though. <laughs> oh yeah, 
<laughs> but yeah, this is this is a it's a huge loss for the Saints, right? Uh, they, they're, they're fighting loss. for the they're fighting for for home field throughout, and yeah. um, they need a win and a, and a pack and a Packers loss to to get that, and a, and a Seattle loss to get that. And yeah. I I don't I don't even know if they're gonna get the win here, Matt. I I am questioning it too. I've I was actually looking at the uh, the money line on uh, the Panthers, and it's, I think the Saints are still favored in that game. Their their defense is pretty solid, uh, and I I expect this to be a, a very tight game. But uh, what is it, what is it right now? I think uh, the Saints are still favored in this matchup. Yes, like you were saying, the Saints do still have a good defense, and Teddy Two Gloves isn't as isn't isn't an elite quarterback. He's not someone that's going to be able to pick apart the Saints' defense very easily. Saints are favored so, by six points. I might that might be worth a oh, I might be worth a bet might, on the Panthers. I think there. I'm going to change one of my bets then, or oh, maybe oh. add a new one. I, I'm I'm just going to add a new one. Um, but yeah continue uh matthew because i'm the one reading these uh dalvin cook also out this weekend uh his father passed away uh this week uh so he's back in miami i believe to attend the funeral and uh grieve with his family uh thoughts and prayers out to dalvin cook that's uh, a tough loss for him especially at this point in the season um i mean it's a tough loss at any point i shouldn't just say <laughs> at this point in the season but um it, it it's it's tough losing uh, your father, obviously. Uh, Big Bun also sitting out for rest this week. Big Miles, Bun. Big <laughs> Bun. Big, Big bun. bun, he calls him. <laughs> Big Bun Roethlisberger. <laughs> uh, Miles, they are right after talking about Dalvin Cook's father <laughs> passing away. Uh, Big Bun. Big Bun. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, Miles um, Sanders is out due to a knee injury. He was a actually, late addition to the. Speaking of that uh, Big Ben injury, there, Miles Garrett is smiling, getting to play, uh, getting to play Mason Rudolph again. Oh, buddy, <laughs> I I am can't wait for that game. <laughs> I I think that's going to be a great game, to be honest. Um, yeah, uh, Miles Sanders added late to the injury report. Uh, he's out with a knee issue. Keenan Allen out for COVID-19. James Robinson out probably mostly to heal up from that injury that uh, knocked him out. His an ankle, I believe. Um, anyways, uh, Jared Goff out after getting surgery on his thumb. After he dislo- was a dislocated or broken thumb? Uh, I, I am remember. not even sure. I, I, I can't remember. Yeah, uh, Brandon um, Ayuk also out with a ankle injury. Tyree Kill uh, and Travis Kelsey, or did did they announce Travis Kelsey yet uh, as being out for the Chiefs? I think he's going to be out. Um, I, he, he should be. <laughs> if he if he isn't, he probably plays maybe a quarter. Uh, not expecting a whole lot from Kelsey, but uh, they're out for rest. Uh, they've got the Kansas City Chiefs out of the number one seed locked up in the AFC, so there's no point in playing their starters. And might as well give them two bye weeks, right? <laughs> Why not? If you Why not, are, yeah. are 13 or 14 and one, so uh, Cooper Cup has been placed on the COVID IR. Uh, list he won't be playing this Sunday. Clyde Edwards Hilaire for the Kansas City Chiefs also out. Uh, his was, I believe, an actual injury and not just for rest, but the combination of two is going to get him healthy for playoffs. And uh, he'll probably be back in once the Chiefs do play their first playoff game. Ryan Fitzpatrick on the COVID 19 list, so it's 
going to be up to Tua Tagovailoa to win the game for the Miami Dolphins against the Buffalo Bills. Uh, we'll see. We'll have to monitor this game too because the, the Bills uh, are currently the number two seed in the AFC and Pittsburgh is sitting Big Ben this week, who's the number three seed, who could potentially take the number two seed if the Steelers win and the Bills lose. So I, I think that the Bills will probably start off with all their main starters, obviously, uh, but depending on the score of the Cleveland-Pittsburgh game, because they're playing at the same time, we'll, we'll probably see at about halftime whether those starters still come back out or not. Um, Julio Jones out again this week for the Atlanta Falcons. Not a big uh, deal anyways, because Atlanta's not going to be uh, competing for anything in this game, really. Um maybe for a better draft position. So maybe it's a good thing that uh, Julio is out. Uh, Daryl Henderson also out for the Rams. DJ Chark for the uh, Jaguars. Cole Beasley, uh, Michael P. Ryan, Hunter Henry, Dallas Goddard, Sammy Watkins, KJ Hamler, Frank Gore, Damian Harris, and Deshaun Jackson all out this weekend. Yeah, I love a lot of Eagles. I think Eagles are missing nine starters um, this, this week. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean... The Eagles are playing for pride at this point, I think. Yeah. Uh, and it, hey, if they beat Washington, Washington does not get into the playoffs. So that could be a motivating factor for the Eagles as well. Um, for sure. But that would also mean that the Cowboys are likely getting into the playoffs. Well, I mean, one person in the division is going to get into the playoffs. <laughs> Which so. is, I, I, no, none of this team deserves to be in the playoffs. You've got oh, no. four teams, all four of them under 500. All four of them are crap <laughs> we may see the new york giants who if they win the game would be six and ten get into the playoffs and have a home playoff game so that's how good the uh, nfc east has been this uh, yes year. A six a six and ten team possibly getting a home game that's gross. that's wild gross it's it's even wild it's wild enough to say that we could even see a, a seven and nine team get a home get a home game yeah i haven't seen that since the rams did it back when they were in St. Louis. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Jeff Fisher that's... is their coach. That was yeah, fun. that's that's sad. Yeah. That Speaking of the sad. Rams, I just want to add the Rams are such fakers. I hate them. <laughs> they're, so, they're not even good. I mean, their defense is good. Their their defense that's... is pretty solid. Goff Goff is tragic. Uh I, I... Yeah, he's a solid quarterback, but not at that elite level yet. Like he's He's like a Matt Ryan to me. He's, he's a very good quarterback. If he's got a good team around him, he's going to play well. If he's got time in the pocket. He's going to play well. But... He does. He does have a solid team around him. Like look, look at who he's got. I mean, aside, the it's running backs the are a little bit iffy this year, but the line's not yeah, good either. Yeah, still, I, I, I don't, I don't think you can have Jared Goff and Matt Ryan in the same conversation at this point. You still, well, Matt Ryan's done more with his career. So yeah, yeah. and I, I, I do think Matt Ryan. Is like Jared Goff will never be as good as Matt Ryan was. You don't think so? Okay. No. Interesting. I think Jared Goff will still have a solid career. Um, probably play into his thirties, but uh, we'll see. Obviously, if that happens or not. Uh, oh no, that 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 thumb injury might be detrimental to him. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> He's probably going to be back for playoffs if they make it. Um, yeah. Because the Rams are on the cusp. If uh, they lose the game and Chicago wins, then they are out of playoffs. So they need to at least tie. If they tie, they're in. Uh, if they win, they're in, obviously. And I will add about that Chicago game, the 
uh, the Packers did lose David Bakhtiari, who yes. is the, to a torn ACL. He's done for the season and and possibly the beginning of next, depending on how well he heals. Um, but yeah, David Bakhtiari is out with that uh, ACL, and that opens the door for the Bears to, uh, uh, to yeah, they're they're, they're going to get some pressure. Whew. I wouldn't want to be facing that Bears defense this week when they're playing for their playoff lives. Uh, I think that that game is going to be fantastic. Uh, I'm can really you believe the, for that one. Can you believe like the Browns can be a uh, ten can finish the season ten and six and still not make the playoffs? Yep, I can believe it. That's wild. <laughs> that is because wild. The they, can finish, they can be yeah they can, they can be eleven and five and not make the playoffs. Oh no, they can't because they're playing the Steelers. Well, yeah, they could be eleven and five and not play the playoffs if the Ravens win. No, uh, they, they'll still make it in. They'll make it in as wild card. Oh, wild card! Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Duh, forgot about that. <laughs> Figure it out, guy. Um, <laughs> I'll be okay. Yeah, uh, doubtful players. Mike Davis was the only doubtful player that I saw of fantasy relevance this week. So uh, we've also got Reddy Bonifon, who's out. Uh, who's the backup to Mike Davis right now. Uh, so this is going to be between Trenton Cannon and Rodney Smith uh, getting the running back touches uh, this week. I'm I'm guessing as long as Davis remains doubtful and out. Um, so the Carolina Panthers running game is going to be interesting to watch this week. I don't, I wouldn't play either of these two because the saints are like in DFS or anything um, because the saints run defense is pretty solid. But uh, we'll we'll see uh, who gets the touches between those uh, those two players. It has a Trent, Trent Cannon and Roddy Smith. Uh, Roddy Smith, the rookie there. Um, I, I think they should give him the ball. Yeah, I mean, why not? see what they got. See what the rookie's got, right? And yeah, it, I, it's, I, it's not going to do you. It's not going to do them any harm. Yeah. Who knows if Mike Davis will be back next year? I believe he's on just a one year contract this year with the Panthers. Uh, so yeah, if Ronnie Smith is solid, he could be the backup to Christian McCaffrey next year. Uh, going to the questionable players. Now we've got Matt Stafford, Antonio Gibson, Cole Komet, Alex Smith, all questionable, but likely to play in their respective games. Then we've got uh, Lev Bell, uh, Terry McLaurin, Cam Akers, Chase Edmonds, Willie Sneed, Jakeem Grant, Gus Edwards, and Larry Fitzgerald, all questionable and are more likely to be game time decisions slash out. Uh, I, I was reading about uh, Chase Edmonds uh, from some beat reporters. They say that there's no way he goes in this game, which uh, opens the door for Kenyon Drake. I believe uh, Drake needs 85 rushing yards to break 1,000 on the season. So expect him to get the ball a lot uh, and expect him to go for about uh, 2.2 a carry uh, and get him like 35 touches to try and break that. <laughs> hey, be nice. Kenyon Drake's hey. not that bad. No, he's not, but the LA Rams uh, defensive line is pretty yeah. good. So. <laughs> I, don't know, I I I think they're I think they'll feed the ball to Drake just to get him to that thousand yard uh, marker. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm expecting. Cliff Kingsbury that. is a player's coach. Mm-hmm. Um, the players love him, so I I think I think he'll be helping uh, helping out Drake as much as he can there. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Now, uh, now that that's it for the injury designations, uh, let's get into some game previews. So we're not going to do the start sits and bets. Uh, portion of the show that we normally do because it is week 17 and most of you guys are done your uh, fantasy playoffs so we're going to get into some game previews look at uh, what uh, players are going to be relevant in these games especially in week 17 where you know motivation levels for all teams aren't at the highest 
and uh, just go over what the lines are, what uh, we're liking in the games. And uh, let's start it off with my team, Cincinnati uh, and Baltimore. Uh, not my team, Cincinnati. My team is Baltimore. But uh, <laughs> Hey, Galindo. Shout out to Galindo here. Cincinnati yeah. Bengals fans sticking to them, even through the tough times here. So, yeah. Absolutely. Um, so, uh, yeah, so Ravens are favored in this game by 12 points, and there's a 44 point over under in the game. I think that this game is going to hit the over. Uh, personally, uh, Cincinnati is on a two game win streak, and they're playing for pride right now. Uh, if they beat the Ravens, the Ravens have a chance to not make playoffs, depending on how the other games go this week. And I, I think that. Uh, over the last couple games, Cincinnati's been playing pretty well on offense. Uh, their defense has been shaky, but, uh, I mean, they've beaten Pittsburgh and Houston the last two weeks. I, I think that they're going to put a, a good effort in this game and probably score close to 20 points. I think Baltimore still ends up getting closer to 30 uh, in the game. And, uh, yeah, that will put us at about 50 points for the uh, over-under. Yeah, uh, I, I think that's a – Solid, um, so, solid number there. Um, what you're saying, uh, Lamar Jackson also only needing 92 more yards to become the first quarterback in NFL history to have two 1,000 rush, yard rushing seasons. Did you oh, know that? That's true. I did not yeah. know that. Uh, yeah. that's, that's a neat little stat there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the Ravens they, they played Cincinnati back, uh, geez, when was that week five? something like that and uh it was some, uh, yeah it was it was joe burrow's uh last uh last game anyway they, they, they beat the uh bengals 27 to 3 so i mean you also have to take that into consideration when you're when you're taking when you're when you're making your uh, over bets there mm-hmm. um although it is set at 44 uh also keep in mind that the ravens defense is still good i don't know if i i, I don't know if the bengals are going to be able to score enough to push the over here uh, because I think once the once the Ravens do get a big enough lead, you're gonna like Lamar Jackson. Like you're gonna see, uh, or, uh, I guess McSorley <laughs> in there. No, McSorley's on IR, bud. I don't know oh, who the he? backup is. To be honest, well, he's the fourth string. <laughs> uh, maybe maybe they'll have to play Lamar. <laughs> yeah, they might. Yeah, they may have to play Lamar this entire game. We'll see. Um, but I uh, know Cincinnati. I, I think I think they're gonna be playing. They're gonna want to play spoiler here, right? Uh, if the Ravens lose, and I think they need a Browns, uh, Browns loss. Well, to if, get Balt- in. if Baltimore, yeah, if if Baltimore loses this game, uh, they just need one of the uh, AFC wild card teams who are playing at uh, who are also ten and six to lose. Um, they need Indianapolis or. I think if Miami loses, they're still ahead of Baltimore. But if Cleveland loses, uh, they're they're in still. So they need a Cleveland loss or an Indianapolis loss if they lose. Yeah, and Indianapolis playing against the Jaguars is fourteen point favorites. I'm not too sure about that one. And even yeah. the uh, even the Browns are ten point favorites against the Mason Rudolph led Steelers. So, hey, <laughs> yeah, I know it's uh, when in your when in your end though. It's yeah. as simple as that for the Ravens. In Cincinnati, I expect uh, the Ravens to. Uh, win this game and the lion has actually since moved to uh minus, minus 13. 13 i just saw that yeah uh, okay anyways uh in this game i think for fancy players lamar jackson you're obviously going to be playing uh jk dobbins great start i believe as well mark andrews hollywood brown uh i, I would be willing to start hollywood brown in this game he's actually had i believe five weeks straight of double digit uh fantasy points 
He's just, he's been doing solid. He's been getting the touchdowns and uh, Lamar Jackson's been realizing that he is the uh, best wide receiver on the team. So it only, only took him 10 weeks to realize that. Yeah, whatever. It's all, it's all good. That's what happens is when you don't have a solid throwing quarterback. That is what it is. <laughs> but um, no, I, 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 I would say that uh, J.K. Dobbins is probably going to be the guy that you're going to want here. Um, yeah. The, the ball is going to be on the ground for most of the game for Baltimore here. Um, and if uh, Lamar is taken out of this game early, then you're going to uh, uh, J.K. Dobbins is still going to stay in there. So I, I, that's that's why I'm playing Dobbins. Um, I'm 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 staying away from Lamar as a just in case sort of thing. I think there are other quarterbacks out there that are a sure thing that are going to be playing all game. Mason yeah. Rudolph even at sure. a, at a value pick or value uh, price. I, I guess so. I don't have confidence in Mason Rudolph to put up fantasy points, but uh, who knows? I, I still do like the the Steelers though, in that game, like at minus 10 or plus 10 uh, underdogs. I think that they're going to be better than that uh, on the Cincinnati side of the ball. I think you can, play Gio Bernard this week because they are probably going to be playing from behind and he's the receiving back uh, for Cincinnati and I maybe T Higgins uh, Tyler Boyd is going to be playing in this game so that uh, diminishes his value a little bit but uh, they are going to be playing from behind most likely so uh, you might get a little bit of value from Higgins as well yeah, Gio Bernard's really come on the last two games. A few, uh, a few, a few players, a few guys have played him in the the fi- uh, fantasy semis and the finals, where he's put up a combined forty-two points in PPR leagues. Yeah, like that's that's, that's solid, solid for Gio there. Yeah, and tw- and actually twenty-two of those coming up against, coming against the uh, uh, the Steelers defense. Yeah, well, exactly. So. He got uh, two touchdowns in that game, so that helps. Um, moving on to Miami against Buffalo. Buffalo playing for the number two seed in the AFC. Uh, like we mentioned earlier, it's going to depend on uh, the Pittsburgh-Cleveland game as to how many of those players stay in this game. Uh, I, you, you could have some good performances from these guys, even in a half, but I would be staying away from the uh, the top-end guys like Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. Uh, I could see Gabe Davis actually having a pretty good game uh, this week. Uh, John Brown is supposed to return from IR this week, but I think that they'll probably rest him for most of the game. Uh, he'll probably see some snaps and maybe the yeah, first half, but if he does return, they'll get some snaps in there for him just to, just to get that feel back. Cause it would yeah, be his get, first get game back in like, yeah, just it'll be his first game back in six weeks, five yeah. weeks, maybe. Uh, and five or six, yeah. Yeah. So I, again, like like Matt said, you're not playing him. I'm not playing any of those bills aside from Gabe Davis. Um, Gabe Davis actually he had a touchdown call back on uh, last week. Uh, it was a 56 yard touchdown oh, call back so on nice. a um, it was a uh, Patriots that called a timeout just as the uh, ball was snapped and uh, that um, yeah <laughs> that was a Rough. big touchdown that uh, Gabe Davis missed there. And he still put up a decent game against the yeah. Patriots. Um, on the uh, Miami side of the ball, uh, I think. Miles Gaskin is still a play here. Uh, he's going to be involved majorly, I think, uh, because Miami yeah. does need to win this game in order to secure their playoff spot. If they lose, they need a loss from either the Ravens, the uh, Colts, or the Browns. And like we had talked about, they all have pretty good matchups this week. So uh, I think Miami's going to be trying hard in this game. Uh, but they're going to have to do it on the back of two attack of Iloa. 
Yeah, uh, and and unfortunately, that just hasn't gone well for them uh, before. I mean, he's he's just not consistent enough, right? You you've got you've got Ryan Fitzpatrick who's who's out with uh, on the COVID list this week, but um, Fitz had to come in and close out that game against the uh, Raiders last week. And as much as I as much as I hated that Raiders loss because I had some money on the Raiders money line there. Oh, that one hurt. It was a, it was it was done beautifully by Fitz and. Um, oh yeah, that no look pass was so yeah. good. I, I just I can't I can't see Tua ever doing anything like that. Um, maybe down the road if he turns out to be yeah. as good as everyone hopes, but. Uh, we'll uh, Tua Tua has not been has not been spectacular. He's still a rookie, though, right? I mean, yeah. we, he's been overshadowed by uh, other rookie quarterback performances in Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow being such breakouts this year. Uh, and he, too, is not playing great, uh, but he hasn't been playing bad. He's still gotten some wins for the Dolphins, and uh, it always hasn't always been on the back of two attack of though. It's mostly been the Dolphins' defense that's been uh, getting it done for them, but uh, he's still learning, right? And I would hope that actually Miami brings back Fitzpatrick next year because they seem to have a good chemistry between the two of them. Uh, they're, they're always looking out for each other uh, in game and the two the of side, them, the two of them. <laughs> good one. Good one. Um, yeah. So uh, I, I think you could play Gaskin, probably play Gasicki in this game. I wouldn't be uh, playing too many others. Yeah. Going, I, I, Gasicki and Gasicki and uh and Gaskin are your guys there for the Dolphins. Yeah. Uh moving on to the Cleveland Pittsburgh game. Uh Cleveland is favored by 10 points in this game, 43 point over under. Uh Pittsburgh is sitting Ben Roethlisberger. Uh but I still like Pittsburgh for this uh, minus for this plus 10 line that they've got. Uh I know Mason Rudolph isn't a great quarterback, but last year the Pittsburgh Steelers went 8 and 8 with Mason Rudolph and Duck Hodges as their quarterbacks. And it's been on the back of their defense. And their defense hasn't gotten worse from last year. So I think that this line is a little too high for Cleveland. Um, Cleveland's offense is based on their running game. And Pittsburgh's defense is based on stopping their own game. And they've been great at it this season. So I don't think that uh, Cleveland's going to be able to play the type of football that they're normal. They're used to playing uh, in these uh, plus matchups. So I like Pittsburgh uh, plus 10 uh, for, for this one. Although I don't really like any of their fantasy options. Um, I, I wouldn't be confident starting anyone on Pittsburgh, to be honest. Uh, see, um, I, it, Someone could have I'm a good almost, game, but I don't know who's going to be. And I, I'm, not, I'm not feeling too good about betting this game at all because I think it could go either way. Um it's because it's not just Big Ben that's out for the Steelers, right? They're they're sitting some other starters as well, and it's 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 just just it's just tough, you know. Yeah. Uh, too close for me to bet it. I'm gonna stay away from it because um, I think I just think it can go either way, and it's too many. Uh, there's too there's too many uh, unknowns in that scenario in that situation. Yeah. Um, for for me to bet it. Who knows though if. Uh... Pittsburgh might be monitoring how the Miami Buffalo game goes as well. Uh, they might keep their starters in uh, second half if that the game between Miami and Buffalo is tight. Uh, I mean, it, it's all for position, right? Yeah. 
if you're the number two seed and all the top four seeds win uh, first week or whatever, or wild card weekend, then you still got another home game. Uh, so Pittsburgh could be playing for that extra home game if they, they do win this matchup. So I don't expect uh, Pittsburgh to be com- this big of underdogs personally. So uh, on the Cleveland side of the ball, I am – I'm worried about a lot of the those starters too. Um, I think you're going to play Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt if you are in a fantasy final this week. But um, beyond that, I, maybe Jarvis Landry. I, I wouldn't play Baker. Don't think I'd play Rashard Higgins or any of the other receiving options for Cleveland either. So uh, I think this is going to be a pretty low-scoring game. Yeah. Maybe less than the 43 that they've got on here yeah yeah I, i'll agree with that on, on the under on the uh under in that one um they uh the browns have also had some players that are coming back after dealing with COVID, too right so exactly so you don't know if they're going to be 100 percent in this game exactly so that's that's something to consider there absolutely uh let's get on to detroit and minnesota minnesota is six and a half point favorite in this game and there's a 54 point over under uh, both these defenses are not great <laughs> and both the offenses can do great things, but uh, it all depends on if Detroit has Matthew Stafford in there. Uh, I really like Minnesota in this game though. Uh, over the past five weeks, Detroit has given up a top three quarterback performance in three of those weeks. So I am loving Kirk cousins in this matchup. Uh, this, this is a pride game for both teams, a uh, divisional matchup, obviously. And I think that Kirk and the Minnesota Vikings are going to play hard. Uh, obviously, they lost Dalvin Cook this week due to uh, his father passing away, and they have a little extra motivation to play for him, I think, uh, this week. I, I like uh, the receiving options on Minnesota. I, I would be playing Cousins, Thielen, uh, Jefferson, probably Irv Smith, and even Mike Boone for the running back. Uh, Madison is out again this week, I believe. I don't think we mentioned him off the top. I'm just going to look that up. To mm, We did not make, mention him. I'll make sure that uh, that is correct information. You know, while, while you're looking that up, I mean, he, I mean, when we think about, when you think about the Detroit Lions, you think about um, Matt Stafford, right? And, and all he's done for the Lions. This could be his last game um, for mm-hmm. the Detroit Lions, right? He's he's closing in at forty five thousand career passing yards, and he's, uh, he's double digit. They've had double digit losses for the third straight season now. Yeah, and uh, sixth and the sixth time since uh, Stafford has been the quarterback of the Lions. And I don't know if you can completely blame Stafford. No, I mean, they haven't assembled a great team around him. Like, he's had some pieces. Like, back in the early 2010s, he had uh, Calvin Johnson, uh, had some other good pieces on that team, like, offensively. But it always seems to be that they can't get both sides of the ball working at the same time, you know. If their offense is good, their defense struggles. If their defense is good, their offense is crap. So Yeah, it's 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 really tough, and I, I really feel for Stafford here. Um just, just because I feel like he's deserved a lot more. Um, they've just never been able to put together a full team. And you, even this year, um, unfor- unfortunately, uh, Galladay was dealing um, with injuries all year. But exactly. his number one receiver all year was Marvin Jones. Yeah. Well, I even put it uh, – well, for wide receiver, yeah. But 
TJ yeah. Hawkinson. Uh, TJ Hawkinson had a great season as well. Yeah, they, they finally finally got a solid tight end in TJ Hawkinson. Oh, he's they finally great. got a solid running back in DeAndre Swift. And uh, if Galladay can stay healthy next year, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I think the with with some work on the defensive side of the ball, the Lions could do something next year. Yeah, just uh, looking, with Stafford back. Looking at the Lions' defense on the season uh, for fantasy points, just just fantasy points, but uh, they're giving the most points to the quarterback, the second most points to the running back the second most points to the wide receiver, and they're locking down the tight end position. So good for them. Good for them. They're uh, they're really doing uh, well against tight ends, but they're just bleeding points everywhere on uh, defense. It doesn't matter uh, what position it is. They're just, they can't stop. <laughs> they can't stop offenses. Uh, no, it's, it's, it's sad. It is very sad. So uh, I like Minnesota, uh, the, the minus six and a half here uh, personally. Uh, I don't know if I'd be starting any of the Detroit Lions. Ah, well, you know what? DeAndre Swift's DeAndre Swift is worth a start, I think. Uh, yep. he'll, he'll see some volume. Uh, I heard that it was going to be Chase Daniel backing up uh, Stafford and not uh, Jeff Driscoll. And Driscoll did look better last week against Tampa Bay, in my opinion. But uh, that's uh, why I'm not an NFL head coach. I suppose I don't uh, make those decisions. So. Nope, you're not allowed. Um, no, you know, I, I'm with you on the on the Vikings here, minus six and a half. Uh, they are playing for pride big time here after giving up six touchdowns to Alvin Kamara last week and getting oh, yeah. blown out of the water by the Saints. So they they need to do something here. It's <laughs> um, They're going to have to do it without Dalvin Cook, uh, but uh, they're – their offense is decent enough yeah. to do it with is, is decent. Addison enough to do is it with uh, playing, by the way. He's been yeah. cleared cleared from concussion protocol. He's yeah, been cleared from a concussion protocol. <laughs> and 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 like like we've said since the beginning of the season, Alexander Madison is one of those top handcuffs, right? He is one of those guys that you can easily plug in if Dalvin Cook is not is not playing. Yeah. And. I, th- I think he'll be a solid start. This this game because they're both playing for pride. Well, I, it's, and it's going to be high scoring. I think when you're playing DFS this week, you're going to be starting. You're going to see a lot of uh, Vikings and a lot Vikings, of Lions, yeah. especially yes, especially a lot of Vikings. Mm-hmm. Just looking at uh, DraftKings, so they, I did have Mike Boone as one of my uh, DFS dart throws, but obviously not going to have him anymore. But Alexander Madison, 6100 on DraftKings, pretty decent oh, yeah, he's, uh, value he, there. Uh, he's sixty one hundred. I mean, I I, th- I think it's a little bit pricey for Madison. Um, but uh, that, that's my. It's going to be game opinion. script dependent, but I think that uh, the game script is going to be in Minnesota's favor. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe they get Mike Boone mixed in, anyways, too, because <laughs> he is coming back, or Madison is coming back from a concussion. So yeah let's uh let's move on to the next matchup new england and new york jets new england's favored by three points in this game and a 40 point over under this is going to be low scoring and i don't think i want to touch any of the fantasy options on uh, either side of the ball here uh maybe jameson crowder for the jets because he's had a couple good uh weeks uh with sam darnold being back in fact last week he had a a great uh great week caught two touchdowns and passed for one uh he was in my dfs dart throws as well and uh, i had him and michael gallup as dfs dart throws had them in the lineup which uh ended up making me some money which was nice um yeah i i want to stay far away from this game personally yep <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I there's not 
this is going to be a snooze fest. I, I don't know how. I don't know. I don't know what to expect from this game either. Um, both teams uh, playing for pride at this both point. Team, no, are they though? Are they or are they playing for a draft pick? <laughs> I mean, Bill got uh, blown out by Buffalo last week. I think he wants to get the win. Uh, maybe his team doesn't. I don't know if their motivation is going to be super high in this game, but uh, I know Bill's going to want to get it done against the Jets, who are on a two game win streak, I might add. Uh, they're only two wins true. this season. And uh, maybe Adam Gase wants to also play for his head coaching job. So, yeah, uh, fun, fun stat for you. Um, the the New York Jets, if you had bet New York Jets money line all season long, uh, if you bet one unit every Jets game on the money line all season long, you would be up one and a half units. Hey, there you go. From the two games that they won. From the two hilarious. that they won. That's if <laughs> if you would bet Jets money line one unit every Jets game, you would be up, despite them only winning two games. That's so funny. Uh, that just speaks to how horrible the Jets are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, uh, that's great. But we can move on to the next game. Uh, New York Giants facing the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas favored by two in this game, and the implied point total of forty-five. I am looking forward to this game. I think it's going to be pretty solid. Both of these teams, if it, if either one wins, they have a chance at winning the NFC East. Hey, the Cowboys are the hottest team in the NFC East right now. They are. They've won, <laughs> what, two or three in a row? Uh, they've won a couple. <laughs> they won that's, a couple. That's, I, I got to pull it up here. Uh, three in a row. Three in a row. Damn. Yeah. And, and, that's, and that's not bad at all with a back quarterback and a defense that's – well, their defense has actually come on in the last few games. They have. And, and that's, and that's, I think that's why they won there. Yes, yes. Yeah. Couldn't have gotten worse. No, exactly. Um, I, I like Dallas in this game, personally. I, I like the minus two for Dallas here. New York's just been on a downward spiral for the last couple games, and uh, their offense has been uh, pathetic, to say the least. Um, I mean, they've had, what, three games in a row where they haven't scored more than – 13 points and the most they got was last week against the the Ravens I believe um I don't I don't see how New York um wins this game personally um yeah I I I prefer Dallas and uh some of the options on Dallas as well obviously you had uh Michael Gallup with a good game last week uh actually all three uh the wide receivers four Dallas had decent games last week. Gallup had the best game, uh, fantasy wise. But uh, yeah, I think I think you could play Andy Dalton in this game. Uh, take your shot on the wide receivers. Someone's going to have a good game at least. There there will be at least one of these wide receivers that has a good game. But I don't know which one it'll be or if it'll be ball multiple. Has, <laughs> the ball has to go to someone. Uh, I'm liking Amari Cooper for this game though. Um, I think yeah, he's fair. just. He's, I mean, he, he had, um, last week he caught, he only has, he was only targeted. Six, I can't speak today. He was only targeted six times, but he did. He caught four of them for 121 yards. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah, it was against the Eagles, but, uh, he's, he's been doing, he's been doing okay. Uh, that was how many points would that have been? That was uh, 19 fantasy points last week. We'll ignore the week 15 game against the Niners where he only had two, Oof. but he had 15, 15 in week 14 16 and 13. Uh, and in week twelve, another twenty six points. So I, I, I think they're going to be looking to the veteran, to the veteran here, rather than the two young guys in uh, Lamb and Gallup, um, just because they they do need, 
they, they need to win this game. Yeah. Uh, Zeke, he, I mean, if you've got him in a fantasy lineup, I'd play him, but I don't know if I'd be touching him in DFS. New York's been pretty good at stopping the run this season and over the last couple of weeks um, on the New York side of the ball. Uh, I, I would play Wayne Gallman in this matchup. Uh, I think Dallas has been giving up. Uh, looks like the eighth most points to the running back position on the season. Uh, they have been a little bit better lately, sort of middle of the pack. But I think, but the, the thing with Gallman is he's been getting limited touches and Alfred Morris has been getting in the mix a little bit more too. So uh, he, I think Gallman could be a flex play this week. It's kind of a dart throw, but not a cheap dart throw for uh, DFS. Unfortunately, he's uh, in the $5,000 range. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if I'd, I wouldn't start Daniel Jones. Maybe Sterling Shepard. He's been the best receiver for uh, the New York Giants this season. Uh, but I'd, I'd try and stay away from the New York side of the ball on this one. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Fair, fair. Um, let's get on to the next matchup. Final of the one o'clock matchups for this weekend. Uh, Tampa Bay facing Atlanta. Tampa Bay is favored by six and a half points in this game, and there's a 51-point over-under for this game. What do you think about these two teams? You know what? You've got I, – I, I'm, I'm really liking the Bucks here. I mean, they had a huge game against the uh, against the Lions last – I mean, albeit the, the Lions. Um, but but uh, the Lions defense hasn't been great. Uh, this year either um i yeah so the 51 over under there i'm liking the over for the for that um and then the bucks to cover i I think they're easily going to cover the six and a half here um i i don't think the i don't think the falcons are really going to be in this game um they i see them wanting to just kind of you know do the bare minimum just to show up and take that a better draft position um, but the Bucks I mean, are they, red. The Bucks are red hot right now. Yeah, if if Atlanta loses game and Houston ends up winning their game, then uh, Atlanta gets the number three overall draft pick. So exactly, why wouldn't you want that, right? I mean, the players don't really care, but definitely from a management perspective, it's uh, definitely what they want. I think because you you got some uh, some studs in this uh, draft: Penny Sewell, uh, offensive lineman, or offensive tackle i believe uh i believe uh, i was reading an article on him saying that he was the number one offensive tackle prospect in the last 10 years so hmm. uh he he could be huge for atlanta and helping matt ryan out a little yeah. bit uh well also when, when you think of the bucks the bucks were after after their bye week they were so oh, they were only seven and five they weren't looking like they were going to be where well be where they are now uh they won they were they were able to win three in a row after that which which saved their season Mm -hmm. and it's um i i think they need to finish the season strong um Mm -hmm. to have that momentum going to the playoffs i think they'll be going all out Mm -hmm. Uh, a little couple weeks ago uh was it four, four or five weeks ago i ended up putting a bet on uh tampa bay and buffalo making the super bowl just $5 bet pays out uh 300 though. So uh, both teams have been trending in the right direction since I've met, made that bet. And I'm, I'm feeling better about it, but obviously not uh, expecting to win it, but who knows? No. We'll see. <laughs> it's, hey. Yeah. At least, at least have a, yeah, at least have a chance, right? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, 
Yeah, I like the Bucks in this game too. I think you probably play all three wide receivers for the Bucks. That not including their depth wide receivers, uh, but you know what? It, it depends on the uh, game flow because if well, if they win this game, uh, I believe they lock in the fifth seed, the first wild card position. Uh, and if they don't, they could slip into the sixth or seventh. Like they're they're making playoffs no matter what. Uh, but I think they're gonna want that. Uh, fifth position so that they can play whoever wins the <laughs> NFC East uh, in the opening round. So I, I think that the Bucks put it in a solid three quarters at least against Atlanta and then maybe sit some of their starters in the fourth quarter. Yep. And uh, yeah, on the Atlanta side of the ball, I, I would play Matt Ryan in this game. Uh, he's, he's a bit of a value play in DFS. I believe he's in the $5,500 range on DraftKings, which isn't too bad. Uh, Calvin Ridley, I think, is going to have a great game. Uh, when Julio's been under the lineup, Calvin Ridley has been an unreal f- receiver. Uh, he's going to be expensive for DFS, but it might be might be worth paying up because they are going to be down in this game, and he's probably going to be seeing a lot of targets. Fair? Uh, yeah, that, uh, I'll say that's fair. Um, I think those are the only two I'd touch on Atlanta, though. Pretty much, and and I know you talked about the um, the uh, Bucks uh, receivers there, now playing all three of them. You know what? I'll, I'll admit, I I would never. I've been I've been avoiding the Bucks receivers, um, especially since AB came on, just because you never know who's going to get the ball uh, there. Um, you, you can you can pick someone like uh, like Mike Evans and it turns out that he's the one receiver not getting anything. Right. The, I, just... uh, I was, I was going to bring that up about Mike Evans since uh, Antonio Brown has joined the team. He's actually only had one single digit fantasy performance. And that was in week 14 against Minnesota. Uh, last week he had 40 points against Detroit, which is just crazy. But every other week uh, since AB's come in, he's it's actually kind of been opening up the field for Mike Evans. So I think Mike Evans is probably the best play out of the three, uh, but you're going to probably get decent fantasy performances from uh, all three of them, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, actually what you were saying about cover there, he is priced at 8,500 on, uh, on DraftKings, yeah. which is, is just quite expensive. But in his last three weeks, against uh, Kansas City, Tampa Bay, and um, the Chargers, uh, respectively, uh, 20, 35, and 29 fantasy points. Not so, bad. No, not, not bad <laughs> not at, bad at all. all. No, he's the, uh, he is, he's the uh, highest ranked uh, other than Devontae Adams, or highest priced other than Devontae Adams at 9,200 uh, this week. And I think he deserves that because of how he's been playing recently. So. Oh, yeah. He's, yeah, especially, like you said, especially with Julio. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on to our f- afternoon matchups. First one's going to be Carolina versus New Orleans. We talked about these guys earlier. Uh, New Orleans is favored by six points in a 47.5 point over under. Uh, I I think, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be betting Carolina in this game. Uh, at the that uh, plus six uh, line there. Uh, it, I, is, it is juiced. It is juiced to the Panthers mm-hmm. here. Um, but I, I think you, I think you got to bet it. Yeah, I, um, I think so too. I, and I'd probably be betting the under as well on this game. Uh, yeah. Both these defenses have been playing pretty solid 
as of late. Uh, in fact, I had Carolina's defense last week in some DFS matchups, and they ended up getting 22 points, uh, had a defensive score. Yep. And uh, they, they shut down Washington. Uh, New Orleans is really banged up in this game on offense. And uh, I, I don't know if they're going to be able to put out what they were used to seeing uh, New Orleans put out uh, on offense. So No, this, this New Orleans team is a completely different team without Alvin Kamara, and they don't have Kamara or Murray this week, and or well, I don't have any running backs this week. No, and their 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 game is based on their run game, right? Yeah. That's that's how they generate their offense, and that's how most teams do generate the offense um, off of the run. But um, it's that's what you need, and Absolutely. they don't have it. So Panthers are a good uh, plus six bet here, I think. Yeah, in terms of fantasy options, uh, Emmanuel Sanders might be a sneaky play for New Orleans because he is probably the best offensive player uh, available uh, in terms of running backs or receivers. So uh, I'd be playing him. Jared Cook even. Uh, I, they're going to have to throw the ball somebody, man. Uh, and it's you got limited options uh, on New Orleans. You might see some breakout games from some of the younger players on New Orleans. You got Deontay Harris, Drake Holt Smith, who could have decent games too. But uh, those are some dart throws that uh, you can decide if you are willing to spend up on because Carolina has been pretty solid on defense as of late. Uh, we wouldn't be playing any of these guys in a fantasy matchup, I don't think, except maybe Sanders. Um, on the Carolina side of the ball, more in uh, Anderson can be relied upon. Anderson had a nice touchdown there last week. Uh, mm-hmm. Even Samuel had a, a good game. They've been getting him more involved in the sure run game. Did. And with uh, Davis being out this week, I'm definitely expecting Curtis Samuel to get some runs, uh, some rushing opportunities in this game. So, yeah I, yeah, I can see that going as well. You know, actually, it's it's kind of sad. Alvin Kamara, um, 21, 21 total, t- uh, total touchdowns this year. And does not have a thousand yards. I know he's or he would have been uh he probably would have hit the thousand sixty he, he needed sixty eight rushing yards. Uh, oh, I think he would have gotten yeah. that too. And it's just yeah. too bad. But I mean them's the breaks sometimes with uh with COVID. Yeah it's it's been that kind of year. Yep. So let's move on to our next matchup Chicago Green Bay. Uh Green Bay favored by four and a half points in this one. Fifty one point uh implied point total um, this is, I think this is going to be a great game. I, I am I, not I sure who's going to come out on top, but I am really looking forward to watching this game. Yeah, I, I, totally, I totally agree with you on that one. Uh, this, this Bears defense has really come alive uh, this season, mm-hmm. uh, especially late this season. And like, like I mentioned early, earlier with uh, Bakhtiari out, that's, that's a big oh. loss on that, uh, on that Packers offensive line. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, look for look for the Bears to to pre- do their best to pressure the quarterback. I think they're going to be sending a lot of blitzes just because of that, mm-hmm. and it's it's going to be a good game. Um, I don't think it's going to be uh super high scoring because of that. I think we're going to see the under here, really, yeah. uh, just just because of that. I, w- I was and, um, looking at it and I was thinking, ah, I mean, it could hit the under absolutely, but both these offenses have been buzzing lately, and I think that they they. They're gonna get some opportunities to to get it done. You're probably gonna see some deep shots that will probably connect. And I I had this game actually at at 27-24 for Green Bay, so that's right on the 51 point mark. Uh, so we'll see. Um, see, I don't I don't see 27-24. I I I still can't see uh, the, the Packers D has actually been pretty good. 
um, late in the season. And I don't know how the Bears are doing what they're doing on offense, but they're making it work. Well, David Montgomery, man. David Montgomery's been great. um, And it kind of frustrates me because Montgomery is, is, he'll, he'll have one big run in these games and that gives him all his yards. If you take out those big runs, it's not a whole lot. But it's been against these defenses that allow those big runs. And Green Bay is also one of those defenses that allow big runs. I've been talking about this for weeks on the pod. In these positive matchups for Montgomery, he's just been taking advantage of them. He's been getting big runs. And the last, what, five weeks, he's had positive matchups in terms of fantasy. Um, And this is going to be another one. Uh, On the season, I believe that the Packers are... Here, let me just take a look here. They've gotten better. Oh, geez, they've gotten much better. Where the hell? Yeah, are they? that's what I was saying. The Packers Damn. have been really coming on at the end of the season. That's true. Their their run defense over the last four weeks is actually second best uh, in terms of giving up points to the. Uh, I don't just running back. Never mind, I don't man. just say these things for fun, Matt. It's funny because on the season they're fifth worst, but over the last yes. four weeks they're second best. So exactly. Um, I don't just say these things for fun. That's that's why I'm. I'm liking the under in this game. Okay. The defense okay. has really come alive. And yeah, okay, the Bears, they've scored 30 or more points in four straight games, mm-hmm. which is unheard of by the Bears. Actually, the first time since 1965 that they've done that. Yeah. And now, I mean, when you look at when you look at who the Bears have been playing, though, they they haven't been they haven't had uh particularly tough matchups. No, no, no. And and so I mean, just going through them, they had the Jaguars last week. Um, week before that, they had the Vikings. Week before that, they had the Texans and the Lions. Before that, so when you're playing those four teams, I'm expecting you to put up 30 points or more. Mm-hmm. So uh, I just I, no, I, I I I've got the Packers winning this. I've I've got the Packers um, uh, covering the uh, four and a half. Uh, four and a half. And I've got the under. I, I'm thinking more like a. I, I do like the 27. Uh, I'm thinking more like a 27-17. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I, I, well, I mean, realistically, that's one touchdown away from what uh, my sc- score prediction would be. So uh, it it could easily go either way. Honestly, yeah. I am. Uh, I'm. I'm really looking forward to this game though, because I I know that Chicago is going to be trying hard to win this game and uh, make the playoffs. Yeah, I'm actually I'm, I'm actually tossing a parlay on that right now. Are the, you? Uh, Ooh, yeah, the, okay. pack, the Packers cover and the under on that. Nice. Uh, and I'll get on into our next matchup while you do that. So Indianapolis is facing Jacksonville. Uh, if Indianapolis wins, they need a loss from either Tennessee, Baltimore, Cleveland, or Miami. Just one loss from one of those teams and they get in. Uh, Indianapolis is favored by 14 points in this game and a implied total of uh, 49 and a half uh, for the over-under. And I see Indianapolis probably covering and maybe the over-under is probably pretty close, but Jacksonville has that number one pick locked up now. Uh, They actually beat Indianapolis in week one uh, to get their only win of the season, but I don't think that they uh, do that again this week. Um, Maybe the minus 14, ah, you know what? Maybe I'll backtrack a little bit uh, on that minus 14 spread for Indianapolis. Could be close to that mark, I think. I think Indianapolis probably wins by uh, probably somewhere between 11 and 20. <laughs> uh, so 14 is in that range. Not uh, I, 
no, yeah, I can math sometimes. <laughs> uh, won a couple of math awards in high school. Let me tell you, going back to oh, my glory whoa, days. Whoa, whoa, easy. <laughs> yeah, I know. Don't don't mean to brag so much uh, in front of you, but yeah, um, Indianapolis probably going to win this game. Uh, I like their options uh, in fantasy as well. Jonathan Taylor is probably going to have a great week. Um, but who knows? They may end up resting some starters uh, second half if they've got a big lead against Jacksonville uh, because it's going to be dependent on how the other teams do in the AFC, um, whether they get into playoffs or not. And uh, Indianapolis has got to be – I mean, they're, they're out of the playoff picture right now uh, as it stands, but they're probably one of the best teams to not – be in the playoff picture this late in the season that I can remember. Uh, their defense has been playing great all season. Uh, they yeah, haven't been as good as the late. offense. Yeah, it's um, they're not. I I don't. I I have. I'm not high on the Colts. I haven't been all year, and you, you can see that when we talk about our uh when when we look back at our our bets um for like total season wins and everything. Um, I thought the I thought the Colts had a f- pretty easy schedule. But they still haven't made uh, the, the they still haven't taken advantage of that, and I, I'm just I don't think the Colts are as good as they appear. Um, at uh, what, what are they ten and five? I, I think no, mm-hmm. I don't think they're as good as they as they appear. Yeah, um, I I worry about them getting like once they're in playoffs, how far they'll make it. I don't know if they'll make it that far, but. Uh, the defense been playing great all season. Like I said, I've been giving up a little bit more uh, as of late. And yeah, the, I mean, Jonathan Taylor's come on late in the season for the offense. Phillip Rivers is old. <laughs> and he, he looks old uh, out there. Uh, I don't think that uh, they keep him after this year. He's just on a one-year deal. Uh, so they may look to free agency uh, because they're, not going to have a super high draft pick or maybe they'll uh, grab a quarterback uh, later in the draft this year. So uh, again, like, like Indianapolis to win this game, not confident on the over under or uh, the point spread. Let's get into our next game here, Matt, the uh, Tennessee Titans and the Houston Texans. Um, I, I, I like the Titans for this game. Uh, that minus seven and a half is a might is a little bit too uh, too big of a spread for me. Um, I, I like I, I definitely like the Titans to win, but I think the Texans uh, playing for pride here, especially after uh, JJ Watt's speech uh, post game last week. He did he is not happy uh, with uh, with the uh, with the team's performance this year. Um, so I think I think the Texans have something to prove are coming in with something to prove, and they're they're going to they're going to be pushing for this win here. Um, the Titans, they, they, they get a win this week, uh, against the Texans and, and they, they win the AFC South for, uh, geez, the first time in how long, uh, to, to 2000, 2008, first time since 2008 oh. that they, uh, they would win the AFC South and, uh, they are playing a struggling Texans team, but Hey, JJ Watt said they're, uh, yeah. JJ Watt called out his team. His entire team last week, uh, mostly the defense, but he was very upset at how the defense has been playing recently. They said that he gave a very impassioned speech about how uh, the fans are paying their hard-earned money to watch these guys play and how lucky 
the players are to be playing this game uh, and that they should be putting in a better effort uh, yeah. when they're out there. No, it and says you're playing. You're playing the best game in the world. You're you're playing for for a lot of money, and and you're you're coming out here and you're doing shit all. Like that's that's essentially what his uh, what what his what his speech was. He was not happy with the players, and he no. feels very bad for Texans fans, um, as as he should, because the Texans they they've been they, they didn't for a long time. I mean, they they made exactly. playoffs a couple times with. Uh, well, I don't think they've made it past the wild card weekend, though. Uh, and oh, geez, I, I can't even remember last time that they made it past there. I think it was 2013 when they had Arian Foster on their team that they actually won a game in playoffs. Uh, I'll, I'll have to look that up to confirm, but they just they've either missed playoffs or have like just been getting in kind of thing. They haven't been making deep runs, and uh, they've got some great. Although they've had some great defensive players and, and offensive players over the years, you know, you had D hop and thank God Bill O'Brien's out of there now. So he can't make any stupid decisions like that again. What a oh terrible loss. For him. That's, Holy crap. Yeah. That's like, really too bad. I got to say David Johnson's been okay this season, but like not worth what this trade has been like. David Johnson's a serviceable running back. Don't get me wrong, but he's just not at the level that DeAndre Hawkins is at. No, but could, uh, could you imagine a, an offense there uh, with with DeAndre Hopkins, Brandon Cooks, Will Fuller? Oh my God! And like even do Johnson at running back or something like that. Eh, you know, Puke he, Johnson, but <laughs> yeah, it, it doesn't matter about Duke Johnson because you've got those three receivers who are just fantastic. And you could and you they could have easily signed someone and uh, even yeah. just to to come in. Um, I mean, they, they, yeah, I don't know, man. It's I, I just I feel for the Texans because I I think Bill O'Brien really screwed them. Oh, and he did. It's okay. I, I mean you can't you can't you can't put all the blame on 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 Bill, but you, yeah, you definitely had to put some of the blame on him. Um, it's it's too bad. Yeah. Um, so now they're going up against a Derrick Henry uh, led um, Titans team here. Derrick Henry just two hundred twenty three yards short of um, two thousand rushing uh, rushing yards in a season, mm. um, hoping to become and 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 you say two hundred twenty three yards short, and and you think no, nah, there's no way, and then you're like, wait a minute, it's, it's Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, if Derrick Henry can uh, figure out a way to get his to get his two hundred twenty three uh, rushing yards, he would be the first player um since Adrian Peterson uh rushed for 2097 yards in 2012 um yeah. to rush for over 2000 a season yeah um, in terms of the fantasy I, options yeah I, I like the b- players on both sides of the ball uh both these defenses are bleeding points to opposing offenses right now especially at the running back position for Houston holy crap they're bad uh Derek Henry's going to run all over them I expect this game to be super high scoring uh I would probably bet the over on this 56 point uh, over under uh if I was a betting man and I am so I'm do that um <laughs> But uh, yeah, I think I think Houston probably covers this uh, seven and a half uh, point spread. Yeah, I, fact, I think I think they do as well. Yeah, I've got a uh, money line pick on Houston for Ooh. our bets this week uh, because I think that that speech that JJ Watt gave is probably going to empower his team to a win. I mean, they can they can basically stuff uh, Tennessee's chances at playoffs with this win, both a, uh, a division title and potentially the playoffs for uh, Tennessee. So I, I think this is going to be a great game. Uh, uh, it's, yeah, it's going to be a good game. I, I, I don't, I don't think the Texans will quite uh, be able to pull through with the win, despite the, uh, the, the, the um, passionate JJ Watt uh, 
speech and a call out. Um, fun fact here, Derek Henry in his uh, last uh, two games against Houston, um, most recently week six this year, 212 rushing yards. Be close um, to the 223 he needs. Eh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, and and the one before that last year, uh, last year's uh, last final game, uh, he hit the 211 rushing yards and three touchdowns. Oh yeah. So yeah. in the last in his last two games against Houston, he scored over. Or he's had over 200 yards. Neither of them the 223 he needs. Mm-hmm. But very close. I I, I think this is going to be all to Eric Henry um, tomorrow. So we'll we'll, yeah. we'll see how it goes though. For sure. Uh, let's get on to our next matchup. Kansas City facing the L.A. Chargers. L.A. is favored in this game by three and a half points. Kansas City's uh, sitting basically their entire starting <laughs> offense and uh, a lot of their defensive players as well. Uh, implied toy- point total, toit poidal. What the hell are you saying, Matt? Um, of 44 points here. Uh, I like L.A. in this game. Um Obviously, Chen Henney is a competent quarterback for Kansas City, uh, but you got Patrick Mahomes sitting this week. You got uh, Travis Kelsey, who's probably going to either sit or not play or or play very limited snaps. Uh, Tyree Kill's already been ruled out. Sammy Watkins already been ruled out. Um, I, I think that you could probably take your shot on McCole Hardman in this game, uh, maybe Demarcus Robinson as well. Um, and then on the L.A. side of the ball, I am really liking the L.A. Uh, offense. I mean, you've got uh, Hunter Henry, who is out this week. Same with Keenan Allen, but you still got Mike Williams. And you've got uh, Tyron Johnson and Jalen Guyton, who have been stepping up in the absence of Keenan Allen. Uh, Anthony Lynn wants to have a job next year. And I think that if he loses to uh, Kansas City's backups, he won't have one. So they're going to want to win this game and they're probably going to want to win big. Yeah, for sure. And uh, we can look at Austin Eckler too, right? Uh, in his last oh, yeah. meeting, Sorry, I forgot it, to mention him. When his last meeting against the Chiefs back in week two, he ran for 90, he ran for 93 yards and, mm-hmm. and had another 55 receiving. Um, against their first team defense. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So what is he going to do against the, uh, against the, B team for the Chiefs. Now, a couple a couple things I want to say here, um, which are kind of kind of sad for for these Chiefs that are sitting out. Um, we've got uh, Patrick Mahomes, who only needs 260 passing yards to uh, to join Drew Brees as the only quarterbacks in NFL history with multiple 5,000 uh, yard passing seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, so sad there that he's not going to be able to get that this year. Uh, I think he, he's got plenty of opportunity to do it down the road. So I'm not worried that he won't get another 5,000. Uh, passing yard season. Yeah. Uh, another one here is um, uh, Travis Kelsey. He is second in the league uh, with 1,416 yards receiving, and he will likely not have a chance to fit to be to become the first tight end in history to lead the, uh, league. Lead the league over an entire season, which is sad because I, I, he definitely could have done it. He's actually caught a pass in 111 consecutive games. Yeah, I think that they'll probably play him for like the first couple snaps, get him a target or two, uh, get him a catch, and then maybe sit him the rest of the game just to keep that streak alive. Um, which is probably why they haven't ruled him out for this yeah, week. So exactly. And then uh, one last, uh, one last uh, kind of sad moment here for Tyree Kill. Uh, he only needs one uh, touchdown reception to pass uh, Dwayne Bow for most in a season in franchise history. Uh, he'll have other opportunities. I'm uh, yeah, he, well, that, uh, yeah, it's I don't know. That's 15 touchdowns is hard to get. So I, that that 
he might not be able to be, be able to be the team franchise leader in that category. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see. He's still got uh, plenty of seasons left. He's a good younger wide receiver. So, yeah. Uh, um, but 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 I, I don't. I'm not gonna bet this game. Um, I just think it can go. Like like I said about another game earlier, it can go either way. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not comfortable uh, betting it. Um, I think the over under is uh is appropriately set at 43 and a half, and this uh, three and a half point spread is again appropriately set. Um, I'm staying away from it. Okay, uh, I'll you know I'll get to my bets later, but I am betting it. So yeah. Um, yeah. Next one, next uh, matchup, we're going to talk about L.A. Rams facing the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, Cardinals are favored at minus three right now, and a forty and a half point uh, implied point total. Jerry Goff's out of this game. Cooper Cup's out of this game for L.A. Uh, I don't love the Rams' offense at all. Uh, you got uh, John Walford who's going in at quarterback for the Rams and he hasn't played an NFL snap in his career yet. So I think that this LA Rams offense is one to stay away from this 40 and a half point implied point total means that uh, there's not going to be a whole lot to go around for the Rams offense or really the Cardinals offense because of how good the Rams defense is playing. Uh, You're going to be playing DeAndre Hawkins. If you have him in a matchup, Uh, I would still play Kyler Murray uh, just temper expectations with him. Um, but other than those two, I don't know if I'd touch anyone else on uh, Arizona. Maybe Robert Woods for LA, but it's it's going to be going to be a low-scoring game, I think. Hey, if you're looking value, Josh Reynolds even. Yeah, Josh gonna, Reynolds. But, I mean, he's going to see some action. Again, it's John Walford throwing in the ball. So Yeah, we, we don't know what to expect there. <laughs> I have no idea what to expect. Uh, I, I like the... I like the Cardinals in this one to cover. Uh, still, yeah. um, I actually got the Cardinals when they were uh, underdogs, so I was uh, pretty happy with this line moving. Nicely done. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll be adding. I'll be adding this one into our bets um, when we get to it. But uh, for sure, we can we can move on to the next matchup. Not a not a whole lot of stuff to talk about in this match. Um, no, I mean, no. If it if either of these teams win, they are into the playoffs. So I guess that's important. But I think it's going to be a defensive <laughs> matchup uh, between the two of them. Sean McGee has had uh, Cliff Kingsbury's number though uh, in their head. I, I don't know. I I've been saying for a few weeks now that I I think the Cardinals are going to make the playoffs, and I can I can see them going to the to the conference finals. Really? Eh? Yep. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Very interesting. Yep. Um, same I, I, I uh, division. Like oh, you want to say something before? Cool. No, no, no. I just said I like them. Okay, that's good. Uh, sticking within the same division, we got San Francisco facing Seattle. Uh, Seattle is favored by seven points in this matchup. Forty-six point implied point total. Um, I am liking Seattle to win this game. Uh, this line uh, at minus seven, I think, is a pretty good line. San Francisco is going to put up a fight in this game. If Seattle wins this game and Green Bay loses this game, they get the number one seed in the NFC. So obviously Seattle is going to be pushing hard to win this game. Uh, but both these defenses have been playing really good football recently. So 46 might 46 implied point total might not hit that. I would probably be leaning the under. Uh, for that so 46 yeah. is still pretty low man i i, don't, I know it's still it, pretty it's, low but 
That's that's a tough one. I could see it being like a twenty-three to twenty game uh, for Seattle or something like that. Like, still, still low scoring, but not hitting that forty-six. I don't know. It's going to be tight. It's going to be. A yeah, good game. We'll, we'll we'll see. We'll see. Um, now the last last time they played, um, it it did hit the over. Uh, it was a thirty-seven twenty-seven Seattle win, um, back in back in November. Uh, week uh, seven, I think it was. Yeah, and um, that's. I don't think. I don't think. I think we said the same thing. Uh, we didn't expect for it to be such a high-scoring game, but it did. Now, many of many of those uh, San Francisco points in that matchup uh, came in garbage time, mm-hmm. uh, with um, uh, with an Irish scoring late there. Uh, but we'll see how C.J. Beathard does against uh, against the Seahawks. Uh, you, you know. Coach Shanahan did, did say, I mean, the Niners are are not throwing this, like they're not throwing the towel. They're they're no, still playing to win because they are like the only reason the only reason they 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 ended up how they did this year with uh, with whether they uh, six and nine is injuries. They've been oh yeah, they've been decimated by injuries. Yeah, and and that's really the only reason they are where they are, and mm-hmm. it's um and, and yeah, they they're still playing to win. They they don't care. Um, coach, that's right from Shanahan's mouth. Uh yeah, I I totally agree with uh what Shanahan has been saying and the reasons why they've been playing so poorly this year. I mean, uh, it sucks, but uh, their their future does look pretty bright other than maybe needing a change at quarterback. I don't know if like Jimmy Garoppolo's a good game manager, absolutely, but uh he's not a game breaker in my opinion. Uh, I don't know if there's going to be anyone available uh, for them to get next year, but who knows? You may have Matt Stafford hitting free agency or getting traded. Uh, maybe Matt Ryan as well for Atlanta. Those you know, guys, I, I think, would I th- be better than Jimmy G. I, I think I think Matt Stafford in this in this offense would 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 excel for sure. I, I, I totally he'll, agree. They'll have the offensive line that he's always needed. Solid defense behind him. Plenty of weapons, uh, both running back and receivers, and. Yeah. And yeah, it's <laughs> I, I I can see that as much as I like Garoppolo, um, I I, th- I think he's an excellent game management manager, um, and he he has that going for him, um, but we haven't really seen him step up, um, yeah. to 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 win those big games, um, mm-hmm. where he's been needed to. So we'll see. He's also been dealing with injuries his entire career. Yeah, and that's it's really too, he just hasn't had I. I I feel like he hasn't really had the chance to show uh, what he's capable of. And that's, and that's, and that's why people have the opinions they do of him. Yeah. Uh, Coach Shanahan still believes in him. I don't know. Even from what I've seen on the field, I don't like it. Like I said, he's a, he's a game manager. He's not a game breaker, Uh solid quarterback, but not enough to, I mean, he, I mean, he, he did lead his team to the Super Bowl last year. Um, but I think it was more on the backs of the offense as a whole rather than just Jimmy G. Um, but anyways, it's, uh, it's also the system he's in though. It's, it is. It is a system he's in too. And he was in that system pretty well with Bill Belichick too in new England. Yeah. So I don't know, man, I, I have my doubts on his, uh, his ability. I, I think next year will be the make or break year for him. I, I, I think they're, I think they're rolling with Garoppolo next year. Yep. Um and and he's going to have to prove himself. Um yep. He he signed for a lot of money, but hey, that's 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 how much quarterbacks are. 
Yeah, I know. It's according, crazy according, to, according to Shanahan, he says, yeah. hey, that's how much it costs for a quarterback. That's yeah. <laughs> so exactly. Let's yeah, get let's... on to our last afternoon matchup. It's going to be Denver against Las Vegas. Both these teams are eliminated from playoffs. They're both playing for pride here. Las Vegas is favored by two points, and there's a 50 and a half point uh, over under for this game. I think this is going to be an interesting matchup because you could see a lot of fantasy production uh, out of this matchup uh, between these two teams who have nothing to play for but pride. and no, Nothing to play for but draft picks. Well, draft picks from a management standpoint, but the players are playing <laughs> for pride, right? And the coaches are playing for pride. They don't care about the draft picks that they, mm-hmm. they get. Um, I think that uh, Drew Locke is a pretty good option here, a good value option in DFS. Uh, and Derek Carr's going to probably get it done too. I, I see both these quarterbacks probably throwing for maybe like 20 fantasy points each. I can see it happening. I think that neither of these defenses is that great where they're going to be shutting down the other team, and it's going to be a back-and-forth game and a pretty tight matchup as this uh, yeah. point total in this line is uh, implying. Yeah, 15.5 is the uh, point total here, um, and the – uh, Vegas Raiders favored at uh, minus two. I'm I'm liking the Raiders with at, at that number. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean the Broncos have been kind of crappy all year, and the Raiders just haven't performed to the uh, uh, to, the, to, to what we expected. Um, the Raiders don't have an awful offense, um, but Derek Carr has been inconsistent. Yes, yeah, he has been. Uh, Josh Jacobs, I think, needs uh, 43 or so. Uh, rushing yards to break a thousand, so I expect him to have a pretty good game and yep. hit that mark. Um, I'd I play Nelson Aguilar and uh, Darren Waller in this game for Las Vegas as well. Uh, Aguilar has been pretty consistent this season. Um, who knows? Uh, maybe the Raiders will put out some of their younger players, uh, like Brian Edwards, out there to see if. Uh, he can get some game reps in there because he's been behind Aguilar uh, in that X position uh, pretty well all season, uh, because partially due to injury, but also because Aguilar has been playing great. Um, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how long the starters stay out here. I think Drew Locke has something to play for in this game. He's been one of those quarterbacks where they may move on from him, they may not. So he's going to probably want to have a good game in this game as well. And even the receiving options, Tim Patrick and uh, Jerry Judy, they're going to probably have some decent games as well. Hmm. <laughs> what, what, who do oh. you like in, uh, for this line, though? All right, I already said I like the uh, Raiders. You like the Raiders? Too. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I missed that. Uh, that's hey, that's okay. <laughs> uh, let's get into Sunday Night Football here. I, I, I believe this game was flexed into Sunday Night Football. It and it's, uh, it's really sad that the NFC East is – is the um really the best the best game this yeah. week and this is going to be tight <laughs> between the Washington football team and the Philadelphia Eagles um Alex well, Smith is expected to be back yeah. uh after his uh, calf strain um and after Terry Dwayne McLaurin. Haskins got released we forgot to mention that Dwayne Haskins oh, was yeah. released Good. Uh, this week yeah, I mean, it's only his second year, and he did clear waivers as well. So uh, I think there's some character issues with him. Uh, we've seen that in games and outside of games uh, with Dwayne Haskins, and uh, Washington was clearly ready to move on from him and uh, see what they got in their other prospects. So, 
Yeah, I, I like uh, I like Alex Smith in this game. Philadelphia has actually been bleeding fantasy points to uh, the quarterback position recently. They are second worst over the last four weeks uh, in terms of giving up fantasy points to the quarterback position uh, as well as the wide receiver position. Uh, and the only team that's been ahead of them has been Detroit. So um, that's pretty bad. Uh, I know that Washington's offense isn't the best, uh, but I could – I expect Alex Smith to have a solid fantasy day. Um, same with Terry McLaurin. If he ends up playing, he is a game-time decision has, and has missed practice all week. But in this pivotal game for Washington, I think he's probably going to end up playing because they're going to need him in order to uh, make playoffs this year. Yeah, for sure. And, and, and you know, the, the Eagles do have something to play for here. Um, they, they don't want the Washington football team putting on those, those division winner hats on, and they're on their home field. Exactly. I, I don't, I don't know. Um, it, it's, it doesn't, when you look at it, it looks like a gross Sunday night football matchup. Maybe they could have flexed in the Packers bears uh, game here, but when you have a historic rivalry like the like Washington and Philadelphia do here, I I, I guess that's why you have to flex this into Sunday Night Football. Um, but uh, you know, hey, I, I think it's going to be a good game. Uh, I think Washington comes out on top. Alex Smith is four and one since he took over, and um, it's 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 going to be a good game. As yeah. crappy as it is to say that, uh, because it's the Eagles and Washington, but. Yeah. Oh well. Uh, I mean, it is what it is, right? It is a pivotal matchup and probably the most important matchup of the week in terms of uh playoff positioning, uh whether a team gets in or not. So, I I understand why it's flexed to Sunday night football, but I don't think it's going to be a very offensive game and it's not going to be that mm-hmm. great to watch uh, yeah. personally. I, I don't know. I, I think we could see similar matchup to, to what they had back in week one, um, where Washington beat uh, beat the Eagles twenty seven seventeen. Although these teams are both very different uh, now <laughs> that, than they were back in week one. You've yeah, got uh, Jalen Hurts starting for the uh, Eagles, and then Alex Alex Smith. Man, oh, comeback player of the year. Easily. Comeback player of the year ha- has to be um, f- for sure. So uh, let's. Uh, I, I guess that pretty much wraps up our um yeah that, our, that, that, that wraps there? up our game previews. Game previews. Uh, yeah. Let us know if you enjoy this segment as well. Uh, if you are listening, uh, it does take up a lot of time. I, we, does, I do absolutely. notice that. Oh, it took up a ton of time. Uh, but I mean, we get to cover more. Uh, by doing it this way. Uh, I, I'm thinking of maybe taking out the DFS dart throws value picks or like maybe cutting that down a little bit. Um, yeah. Obviously now that we're getting to our bets, we've already talked about all these teams, so we don't really have to uh, go over why we think that these bets are good, but no, exactly. And, and I, th- I think the bet should be kind of incorporated into, uh, in, into it. So, uh, yeah, I mean, we into can the totally game preview. So, yeah. So I'll get into my bets uh, here. I'll, I'll talk for I'll talk for a little while and um, t- tell you all what uh, how I'm feeling about about some teams this week. So as, as you've as you've heard already, I did I did place a bet um, for the oh I can hear some conversation in the background there. I'm not sure what's going on, but um, I, d- I did place that parlay here of the on the Bears and Packers. Got the Packers uh, covering the uh, um, minus four point five, and then the um, un- and the under here of 51. I, I, I already explained why I like it and uh, I'm sticking to that. 
Um, another one I'm liking is the uh, Houston Texans uh, covering uh, plus uh, seven and a half uh, against the uh, Titans. Um, sounds like both Matt and I are on this game here. Um, it's the, and then we're both expecting this to go over um, five, 55 and a half. Uh, so we've got that there, but my bet would be the Texas or uh, Texas plus seven and a half. And then um, of course the Raiders, we've got a minus two. I'm really liking that. I'm, I'm kind of leaning to the under on this Raiders Broncos game. I'm not going to bet it, but I, I am leaning to the under for sure. Um, but um, definitely uh, Vegas going at uh, my, minus two in that one. And then uh, I've got the, Cardinals minus three against the Rams. I just don't think the Rams are going to be able to generate enough offense in this game uh, to really make it uh, super competitive. I think the Cardinals are going to run away with this and um, and and and, uh, and um, make this uh, make the playoffs. I guess with the win. Yeah, they, um, they do make the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then the uh, Washington Football Team minus three and a half. I'm taking uh, those as well. And uh, for our betting competition, there I'm taking all of my money and I'm splitting it evenly uh, on all of these guys here, um, all of these bets. So that is what is going on. Um, Matt, uh, I hope you had a good chat with uh, with your fiance in the background. There, we heard every second of it. So um, let's uh, let's hear your bets. Uh, I was actually just going to take a piss and I'm not at the podcasting stage where I piss in a bottle uh, in front of the uh, in front of the camera slash microphone. So I I sent you a text. I don't know if you saw it, but I I did. I, OK, I just went to quickly uh, and go, go take a piss. So. Uh, yeah. Sorry if you no, heard I, Tash in the background no. there. Oh, yeah. I heard, heard you both chatting away there and I'm like, oh, yeah, there's some conversation going on in the background, but uh, That's it's okay. fine. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's okay. Um, yeah, I don't mind your bets. I feel like some of those bets are going to be a little tighter than uh, what you're expecting them to be, but I think that you're probably going to think the same thing about some of mine. Um, my, my, actually, my favorite moment of that was when I was saying um, uh, Texans plus seven. You can hear the toilet flush. <laughs> <laughs> really? It's like, damn! I didn't think I didn't think it was that bad of a bet. <laughs> that is hilarious. Uh, I'll see if the mic picked that up. Um, <laughs> I heard it, so someone okay. did. Yeah, probably did. Then. <laughs> Classic um, professionals here on the fancy DJs, obviously. Uh, uh, I but, don't know. Uh, maybe, get, maybe. Yeah, we'll get to my bets. Uh, I mentioned this one earlier, Pittsburgh plus 10 at Cleveland. I think that this game is going to be a lot tighter than this plus 10 line is uh, suggesting. I'm putting $2,000 on that one. Uh, Minnesota minus 6.5 against Detroit. They've got uh, some pride to play for and Dalvin Cook to play for. I think that they decimate this Detroit Lions team. And who knows, if Stafford's been in and out of the – lineup uh in his last three games i believe uh all three of them he's gone out with injury so i i don't know if stafford plays this entire game and i think minnesota probably runs away with this one uh cincinnati and baltimore over 44 and a half points uh also i'm gonna put 1500 on that minnesota uh bet cincinnati 
Baltimore over 44 and a half points. Uh, Cincinnati is going to want to do their best to stop Baltimore from making playoffs. Uh, unfortunately, they're going to have to do it on the offensive side of the ball. But the Ravens defense has been slipping a little bit towards the end of the season. They've had to play in more shootouts later in, in the season, uh, except for last week against the Giants. But the Giants offense is brutal. Uh, Cincinnati's offense has been coming on late in the season, though. Uh, I do expect them to score a bit more against Baltimore. And I just wanted to bring up last week I had bet the uh, the over on Baltimore New York Giants and J.K. Dobbins fumbles at the one yard line to get me that over and I was so mad because I had real money on it too and I had actually bet uh, over forty six and a half and that would have been perfect it would have hit the forty seven and I oh I was so upset at J.K. Dobbins for fumbling on the freaking one yard line oh man you, you had the under in that one no I had the over in that one. Uh, I, I would have hit the over. It, it oh, ended up hitting the under. Because, uh, yeah, because he fumbled. Yeah, because he fumbled <laughs> at the one yard line. Like, come on, man! And they didn't score. It, that was, I think, with uh, five or six minutes left in the fourth, so they still could have scored again. But then the, I mean, Ravens were just gave, put in their backups at that point. And, I, oh I, I need man. To- I need to I need to interrupt very quickly. I, I, I realize you're talking fast, which means you probably want to go. But uh, <laughs> um, I had I had the greatest cover yesterday, and I'm sure a lot of people did in college football uh, with um, uh, with uh, Clemson uh, or sorry. Um, oh man, uh, who, who the hell played a uh, Notre Dame? Jesus, I Notre bet Dame. it. I can't remember. I watched the game. Uh, they had an unreal cover plus uh, 19, where they were down by uh, three scores and or by three scores and then they got a touchdown late in the game that was a sweet cover to get me that plus 19 i was nice. so nervous but that was nice yeah. anyway go ahead and uh, next bet for me is going to be carolina plus six against new orleans new orleans is hurting badly on offense right now and i don't think that this game's going to be uh as spread out as uh this spread is uh implying so i think carolina makes this a tight game don't know if they win or anything but i'll uh i'll take them at plus six um, I, I'm going to put 2000 down on that one. Uh, now getting to my parlay last week was my parlay did not hit after, what was it? Two or three weeks in a row that I had, you had three weeks in a row. Yeah. It was not too bad. Um, but th- this week I'm going with LA chargers minus three and a half. Uh, they're playing for Anthony Lynn and his head coaching job and uh, they're playing against Kansas city's backups. So I think that they cover this three and a half point spread and I'm betting the over in this game, uh, 43 and a half. Chad Henney is a competent quarterback. Uh, Kansas city is a competent team and Andy Reid is a competent coach. I expect uh, Kansas city to probably get close to 20 points in this game, but I think LA ends up getting 30 plus against Kansas city. Uh, next and final one, and this is going to be a, a tough one because it's relying on uh, a narrative more than how this team has been playing. It's Houston money line against Tennessee. Uh, JJ Watt gave an impassioned speech uh, to his team last week after uh, embarrassing loss to the Cincinnati Bengals, and they're going to want to play for pride in this game uh, to help out their captain, their their leader, their team leader uh, in this game and show the fans that they're worth rooting for still because they have not been uh, worth rooting for for the last little while. And I'm going to put $1,000 on each of the parlay and the Houston money line. So that's going to do it for our bets. Let's get into our DFS dart throws and value picks. 
Uh, at quarterback, I've got Chad Henney and Drew Locke. Uh, Ch- Chad Henney's priced at 5100 for the Kansas City Chiefs. Drew Locke's at $5,000. Uh, LA Chargers defense isn't that great. Uh, like I said, I, I expect Kansas City to probably put up about 20 points in this game. Uh, and I think Henny will get it done. Uh, have a solid day. Maybe not uh, a great day, but if you're spending up on some of the others uh, with better matchups like Derrick Henry, Calvin Ridley uh, at the running back and wide receiver position, you might need a quarterback who's going to be value priced. Then Drew Locke at 5,000. I think this is the better play uh, over Chad Henny. I think that uh, the Las Vegas Raiders defense, it hasn't been good all season. I don't expect them to be much different uh, this game. And I think that Locke probably gets some garbage time points. I think he throws for, I mean, he's, he might be playing for his job this week. So he's got to put out a good showing in order to retain that job. Um, yeah, I, I think that Drew Locke's a pretty good play, and his receivers are pretty reasonably priced too. Uh, yeah, you, can, you can get a pretty cheap stack uh, yeah. for, for the for the Broncos. Uh, I'm, li- I'm I'm liking. I mean, not so much uh, value pick here, but Kirk Cousins. I'm really liking him for oh, DFS this week. It's 6,300. Uh, solid uh, mid range. Actually, well, actually, it's like a low, pretty pretty well low range, but we'll call him mid range. Uh, 6,300 there going up against the uh, Detroit Lions. Uh, I think you'd also look at Baker Mayfield going against the Steelers at uh, only 5,500. He had a rough week last week against the Jets, um, but but in his previous uh, three weeks before that, he's been solid, uh, putting include which includes um, a 30 point before oh, over 30 point performance against uh, Baltimore even. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think Baker Mayfield is another uh, solid option there. Um, I mean, you, you can look at uh, Derek Carr as well, uh, 5,700, um, but that, that's I'm I'm really liking Cousins and um, Mayfield, for sure. Um, going to running backs, I've got uh, Samaje Pirine on here for Cincinnati. He put out a great performance last week: twenty nine point six fantasy points for the Bengals against the Houston Texans. Now the Texans defense is worse in the league against the running back uh, for giving up fantasy points, and Baltimore is a little bit more stout. I expect uh, Gio Bernard to have probably a more significant role than Pirine in this game. But, hey, we've seen Pirine put up a, a great performance already. So who knows if they'll get him more involved. He's only 25 years old, and uh, this is his third team, I believe, uh, played for Washington. And yeah, he's, been, he's bounced around. He's bounced around a little bit. But uh, who knows? They may see what they've got in Pirine to back up Joe Mixon next year. So... Uh, I think Gio's at the end of his deal. He's getting up there in age for running back. I think he's 28 or 29 now. So maybe they'll uh, roll with P. Ryan this week. And he's more of a dart throw than a value play for me, but he has the ability to put up, put up big fantasy points. Uh, next one for me is going to be Dare Agumbawale. James Robinson is out. And last week we saw Agumbawale get the majority of the snaps for the running backs. Uh, ended up finishing with uh, 71 yards, 5.1 a carry, uh, no touchdowns, but uh, also had three receptions for seven yards, put up 10 fantasy points last week. Uh, this week against Indy, they're a bit better than a bit better of a matchup than uh, Chicago was, although I do expect uh, Jacksonville to be down and throwing the ball more uh, in this game, but uh, that's why he's a dart throw, but he's going to, he's going to be getting, he's going to be seeing some rushes, going to be seeing some targets. So, uh, you could do worse. 
but these next three, well, next two now, uh, because I took out, taken out Mike Boone, um, now that Madison's in, but Ty Johnson and Malcolm Brown, both priced at 4,300. Uh, Ty Johnson is going to be the lead back for the New York Jets against the uh, New England Patriots in a game where it could go either way uh, for e- either of these teams. I think both of them are playing for pride and the head coaches want to keep, well, I mean, Bill Belichick's going to keep his job, but uh, Adam Gase wants to keep his job as well. So he's going to probably be putting out his best option in Ty Johnson this week. And at 4,300, I, I, you can't go wrong with that price uh, for the amount of volume that he's going to be seeing. Uh, Malcolm Brown as well for the LA Rams. Uh, Cam Akers is questionable for this game. He's coming off that high ankle sprain, which I he don't. Did, he did practice. He did practice Friday though. I know. And, I, I expect Akers to be involved, but I don't expect him to be involved more than Brown is in this game, even if he plays. Um, that high ankle sprain is not something to mess with, I think, and they probably want to preserve their young running back uh, for playoffs at least. Yeah, um, but you got to win this game to make playoffs. I, I know, but you still got Chicago and Green Bay. Uh, and early in the season, uh, Brown was getting it done for the Rams. Uh, he's, he's a solid back. I don't know if, uh, I, I would say Johnson's probably the better play at 4,300 than Brown is, but Brown could pop off against uh, Arizona as well. Uh, I mean, and you, on the season, I will have to, oh, sorry. I will have to disagree with you on that one. Um, I'm probably staying away from both Rams uh, running backs though, uh, just because Akers is a little bit too expensive for me at 6,100. But okay. um, yeah, Acres is too expensive, I think. But yeah, uh, I, I guess if you were to roll with one of them, it would be Malcolm Brown. Although yeah. I don't entirely agree with you. <laughs> well, Arizona has actually been giving up the fifth most points to the running back position over the last four weeks. Uh, and oh, I forget the stat, but it was against, I think over the last four weeks, they've given up a f- top five performance or top two performance or something like that and three of them uh that that could be totally off but um yeah anyways um i i I still think that malcolm brown's probably going to get the bulk of the carries for la this week and he's gonna have a decent fantasy day yeah we'll keep an eye on that one for sure sure. um i'll get into a couple of mine here Uh, i'm really liking kenny drake at 5400 um he's only yeah, he's only a few yards short of that uh, thousand yards. Uh, we mentioned that earlier, and um, like like I had said earlier as well, Cliff King, Cliff Kingsbury, he's the players' coach. He'll he'll get him the ball. Um, so I, I think we're gonna see a solid effort from the Cardinals in this game, and I think mm-hmm. the Cardinals are winning as well. Sure. Um, and then I've got uh, scrolling a little bit uh, lower. Um, Oh my goodness, that's awkward. I can't remember who it was until I see his name. There is, there he is, uh, Daryl Williams of the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, I think he's he's going to be. Um, he's at forty eight hundred. I think he's going to be getting bulk of the workload for the Chiefs yeah. here. Um, so he, he's another option. Uh, I, I was considering when it comes to a value pick. Yeah, I was considering Daryl Williams as one of my picks as well, but I I don't know how much he plays to be honest. <laughs> I mean, if Ch and uh, Lev Bell are both banged up, they might want to preserve him for the playoffs and. Uh, put in Darwin Thompson, but I, I haven't heard anything as to who's going to be uh, the lead back this weekend. So uh, I was kind of staying away from Kansas city backfield, yeah. as, especially because I think that they are going to be down in the game. Uh, might not be running the ball a whole lot. 
We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll All see. right. Who, who are you liking at receiver? Well, speaking of the Kansas City Chiefs, I'm going to give you McCole Hardman at 4,200. Uh, yeah. He's probably going to be the lead receiver for the Chiefs, either him I, or Marcus Robinson. So I, I love I love that pick of McCole Hardman uh, yeah. for sure. Uh, I think he's a great value at 4,200. And what was it over the last two weeks? He's seen six targets in each of six or more targets in each of those games. He had nine targets, I believe, two weeks ago um, when they were faced whoever they faced that week. But um, uh, yeah, I think Nicole Hardman's a solid play this week, uh, especially given his position on the team right now uh, with them sitting most of their starters. Um, and another two other names I'll mentioned at the same price are Zach Pascal and Jerry Judy, both the 4,200. Um, Philip Rivers and the Indianapolis Colts have a great matchup against the Jags this week. Um, both Zach Pascal and uh, Michael, Michael Pittman are priced at 4,200 or less. I think Pittman's at 4,100 in this uh, game, but it's been Pascal, Pascal recently who's been getting more targets and the, uh, the important ones, the, the red zone ones. So, it could be Pascal, could be T.Y. Hilton, could be uh, Michael Pittman this week, but I think that the best play out of the three of them is Philip Rivers. <laughs> Got you there. Because <laughs> um, Philip Rivers just spreads the ball around, and it's oh, yeah. against Jacksonville, so you know he's going to put up points. Uh, then Jerry yes, Judy, sir. Jerry Judy, and Tim Patrick both. Uh, price very reasonably at 4,200 and 4,000 uh, between the two of them. Jerry Judy saw 15 targets last week and also dropped like 10 of them. So uh, we'll see if he can fix that issue uh, this week facing the Las Vegas Raiders who have been bleeding points to the wide receiver position on the season. Yeah, I think they'll be forcing the ball early to uh, Judy just to get that confidence back up. Yeah, um, I think so yeah. too. He is he is a, he is going uh, their star rookie and um he, you need him to, have, to keep his chin up and say oh yeah I remember how to catch football for sure uh, another couple guys Tyron Johnson and Jalen Guyton uh, for the Los Angeles Chargers obviously Keenan Allen and Hunter Henry are out they're going to need step up step up in their uh, and and replace those guys in the lineup uh, Tyron Johnson's priced at four thousand on DraftKings Jalen Guyton's at thirty four hundred. And I, I like both of them in this matchup to have solid fantasy performances at the least. Um, Mike Williams is actually another good option too. He's only at 5,000. Uh, so mm-hmm. you can get a pretty reasonable stack with uh, Herbert and two of those three. So uh, then my final one's going to be Gabe Davis. We talked about him earlier, probably seeing the field a little bit more in this game. Um, he's only at $3,600. And I expect maybe him to have, uh, more involvement in the second half of this game. Uh, but I think once uh, the Bills decide to rest their starters, it's going to be Gabe Davis all day because he's the best option, uh, f- best young option for the Buffalo Bills uh, in this lineup. Who do you have? Agreed. I'll also toss in uh, Michael Gallup at 5,000. Uh, yeah, he is the, cheap, he is the yep. cheapest of the uh, Cowboys options. And that's why I'm picking him. One, one, one of these guys is going to get the ball. And why not take a flyer on uh, Gallup at 5,000? If you did last uh, week at 3,900, he put up a great no. day for you. <laughs> yes, yes, and huge uh, salary increase because of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, LaVisca Cheneau of uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars at uh, 4,200. Uh, I've got DJ Chark out this week, and Cheneau has been he's been good all season. So 
yeah. why not uh why not keep that going um that that's that's those are my two favorites anyway uh in the in the uh, lower uh priced uh options that's fair uh yeah we'll maybe go, maybe go. maybe a henry ruggs at 3600 yeah that could uh, be an option if they want to get their young guys in there see what they've uh got with some of those guys i i, I like yeah. rugs as well uh at tight end i've got donald parham who is the uh Los Angeles Chargers backup tight end, uh, but with Hunter Henry out this week, he may see a couple extra targets go his way. He's priced at twenty nine hundred, but uh, my my f- more preferred option at twenty eight hundred is Trey Burton. Actually, uh, he is the second cheapest uh, behind Jack Doyle of the uh, tight ends for Indianapolis. And like like I said, Philip Rivers likes to spread the ball around. Uh, Trey Burton, I think, is the number one tight end on. Uh, Indianapolis over Jack Doyle, but uh, Jack Kings doesn't have a price that way, but uh, I, I'd totally be willing to take a shot on Burton this week facing Jacksonville. Um, I, I'll reiterate what you're saying about Parham there as well, and then I'll also add that uh, I believe this is Hunter Henry's last year on his contract. So for all you dynasty for all you dynasty folk out there, if if you can target Parham, maybe pick him up off of if he's available in free agency right now. Pick him up, stash him. Um, he could be he could be something good. I I am liking what I've seen here uh, uh, from Parham this year, uh, and we'll we'll see how um, how this uh, week seventeen goes for him as well, because uh, he's he's definitely he definitely has the potential. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, and then I'm liking, uh, Dan Arnold at 3,100 for Arizona. Uh, he's, he's seen five targets in each of his last, uh, two games. Um, and then, uh, he's sorry. In each of his last two games, he's seen five targets. And then the two games before that, uh, he had three touchdowns. So, uh, certainly, yeah, certainly worth looking at at only 3,100. Yeah, I, I think that's that's another good option uh, if you're looking to go cheap at tight end. Um, if you're looking to spend up a little bit more at tight end, I think Robert Tunyon's a great uh, play this week at 5,000. Uh, Chicago's been giving up a lot of points to the tight end position on the season. It's been their one area of weakness on that defense consistently throughout the season. Uh, so I think Tunyon's a great pick as well. Um you know, getting to my thrive picks last week, I broke the two games or two, two weeks in a row of uh, hitting all four of my uh, picks with uh, a couple of poor picks by me. I got to say uh, this week, I'm looking to write that ship and I'm going to start off with Allen Robinson over 75 and a half receiving yards. He has hit this line. That's a each... big line. He's hit this line. Uh, other than last wait, Why is that on there? That's weird. They've got uh, uh, their website's messed up right now. They've got uh, a Houston versus Indianapolis game as part of Allen Robinson's uh, uh, last five games, which just doesn't make sense. But he has hit this mark in each of the last three games uh, against Jacksonville, Minnesota, and Houston, uh, and it was just under in the two uh, matchups before that at 75 and 74 uh, receiving yards in those ones. In this game, though, it's going to be a uh, a tight game. I think Chicago's probably going to want to go to their best players, and Allen Robinson is their best player on offense, I think. Uh, I mean, maybe not recently with the uh, emergence of David Montgomery, but uh, Allen Robinson's 
a top tier wide receiver in this league. And he's going to see a ton of targets in this game. You know, I think they're going to be, um, they're, they're going to go to Montgomery early. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when they, and then when they realize that it's not working out, they'll switch, to, they'll switch over to Alan Robinson. So if they, maybe for, for those of you who bet um, uh, props by the half, I'd say go, uh, whatever Robinson's prop uh, receiving prop is in the first half, take the under, but hammer the over for the second half prop. Yeah, that's not uh, not a bad choice either. Uh, yeah, like like I was, I, I was gonna say most of it's probably gonna come in the second half, and I wouldn't say, call it garbage time because I think that uh, Chicago is gonna stay in this game. Uh, probably keep it to within a score throughout most of the game. Uh, but yeah, I, I love Robinson uh, for that prop this week. Next one for me is gonna be Mason Rudolph under two twenty and a half passing yards. Uh, I am not confident in Rudolph's ability to throw the ball. Uh, he's got some good receivers out there. Uh, don't get me wrong. And Cleveland's defense isn't that great at stopping the wide receivers uh, slash quarterback position. Uh, but you know what? Miles Garrett is going to be pressuring him a ton in this game. And I don't have the confidence in Rudolph to make throws under pressure. Uh, like uh, he's probably going to be facing against Cleveland this week. Uh, so I'll take the under watch, on that Just one. watch, uh, watch your flying helmets. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> uh, my next one. And I mentioned this player just recently, Robert Tunyon over 30 and a half receiving yards. Uh, again, against, um, Chicago. Chicago has been giving up a ton of points to the uh, tight end position and a ton of yards to the uh, tight end position. Now, the last time uh, Robert Tunyon faced Chicago, which was five weeks ago, he had 67 yards and a touchdown in that game. Uh, and I expect him to have a similar line this week. I think he probably gets probably 50, 60 yards in this game. Uh, so this 30 and a half is pretty easy over for me. Uh, then my final pick is going to be Brandon Cooks. Now, I was down on him last week, and I shouldn't have been. I even questioned it as I was talking about him on the pod. I'm like, ah, maybe this isn't such a good uh, line. I picked the under on him last <laughs> week, and he just smashed that. But this yeah. week, I'm going over uh, 69.5 uh, receiving yards. He is their best option, and this game is going to be a shootout, so they're going to be going to him often. Tennessee can't defend the uh, wide receiver position, so I think he, yeah, the, he probably has close to 100 pick. yards this game. That pick there is a lock for sure if I've ever seen one. Yeah. So those are my Thrive picks this week. I like all four of them uh, a lot. And uh, let's let's hope that uh, they end up hitting because I need this. I need this just for confidence, <laughs> you know. Uh, finish off with three of the last four weeks hitting all four would be a great uh, feat for me. And uh, remember, if you haven't already signed up with Thrive Fantasy, use the code DGENS50 to receive up to $50 matched uh, on your first deposit. That's free money. Yeah, I mean, you get you pay 50 bucks and you get 50 That's $100 right there. Imagine that. Yeah. Uh, who doesn't like free money? Right? Exactly. Get on it. Get on it now. Absolutely. Uh, do you have anything else you wanted to talk about before we wrap this up? You know what? I have nothing much else to talk about. Um, I mean, it's been a great season. Congratulations to everyone who have uh, won their leagues. And if you're uh, still playing in week 17, you're not doing it right. Uh, but that. good luck anyway. Um, yeah, I re- really feel bad for those of you who have such a great team. And now you're, you've, you're, you've got Pat Mahomes, you've got Travis Kelsey, and uh, <laughs> you've got all these guys. But guess what? They're not playing for you. So, like, that's that's rough, man. <laughs> so, um 
Yeah, next hey, year uh, though. I mean, if the NFL goes to seventeen weeks, you should convince your commissioner. Hey, let's keep it at week seventeen. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, we'll see. yeah we'll see how that goes. We'll see how that goes next week uh, or next year. <laughs> um yeah so hey it's it's been a great season uh we'll, we'll be around uh we'll be around uh during the playoffs there giving our our playoff uh thoughts and and uh our playoff bets and and all that stuff once once all that is those episodes out, will be shorter because we won't have as many teams to talk about uh obviously oh, really? so you, yeah <laughs> guess what it, it they will be shorter actually so. we're not going to be talking about 32 teams no for real oh damn yeah so uh other than that, uh, make sure you like, subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on whatever platform you listen to. It really helps us out and get us out there to uh, more people just like you who enjoy listening to us. Uh, I know that we do make some long episodes, but they are only once a week. So hopefully that makes up for uh, your listening time. Um, anyways, uh, also make sure to follow us on social media. We're at at FFDGens on Facebook, on Instagram, and on Twitter, and visit our website, FFDGens.com. Uh, we haven't, we've mostly just been updating the pod on there. Uh, we've both been a little bit busy, uh, other than trying to record this pod. And even when it comes to recording the pod this time, this sometimes it's uh, it's difficult. So, um, but that's that's gonna yeah. do it for me. Uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's 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 been uh, it's been a good season, and uh, we'll finish it off with a bang here in uh, week seventeen. And I think that um, oh, I was gonna say something else, but I can't remember what it was. Oh, if there's anything that uh, you want us to talk about um, in and around the uh, uh, the world of sports and the world of football, let us know. If there's a segment that you want us to start doing, let us know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know where to, you know where to get us. So uh, yeah, let's 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 hear it. Yeah, and uh, thanks for a great season, listeners. Uh, And remember to suck it easy, you cucks. (laughs) Stay frosty, boys.